0: Hey everybody, Larry Sanders here, and today's episode of What Soots Radio is brought to you by the web's best kept secret, whatsootshim.com. I was joking with uh, West Soots Entertainment critic Miss Rhonda Morgan that uh, this is the e-magazine that I visualized when I came up with this cockamamie idea four years ago, and glory be to God, it only took <laughs> a complete four years to actually like see the vision through, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, year one, the site looked completely like a paywall. I can cop to that, I was really into this idea of having like a really dope cover page with like a, what suits him aesthetically, you know, a line, like, you know, picture or whatever. But, um, the best piece of advice I got going in a year too was to make everything I wrote way more accessible. Like the second people touch the homepage, they should be able to find everything I've written. And now obviously the podcast. So, um, have taken, A great deal of time trying to I guess figure out the best way to negotiate how to do the layout or whatever and now I finally figured it out so please 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 go check that out um be around entertainment essays be it information on our new photography services updates to the consulting firm um, all ten plus episodes of the Albums of the Decade project, uh, plus more to come. Uh, we'll have updates on that at the end of this episode, um, and much, 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 much more. So please go check that out at what's Um, I promise you will just dive into a rabbit hole and won't even realize you've been there for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours. You know, plus I mean, between essays and podcasts, man, you could. I so uh, just a brief insight into my head. I have been. Um, sort of like renegotiating the foundation of the e-magazine and I didn't realize that I've written so much stuff. I feel like I've been in my own head about my own writer's block that I've not given myself enough credit for the like 25 essays I have written so far. So I know that like there are people who write 25 essays a month. <laughs> I don't need to like get my get my weight up when it comes to that but please um just go check out everything I've written at all the podcasts and all the other contributions from all the other what's suits him volunteer contributors and our um our only other staff member, Ms. Ryan Morgan. So, yes, com. Please go check that out, com. All right, we're going to get right into it today. Um, I know it has been another short hiatus. Just been trying to get the E! Magazine and all its tentacles sort of renegotiated, but now we are back with episode 11 of the Albums of the Decade Project. Shout out to friend of the project. Y'all know him. Y'all love him. Beat the buzzers. Keenan Terry. Uh, We are going to get into what I think is probably one of both of our favorite albums of this decade, if not ever, um, Kanye West and Jay-Z's 2011 Opus, Watch the Throne. So I'm going to get into that next. But first, as always, my brother, Willie Major. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, I'm Detroit's Save Savior, Detroit's own plug, Detroit's zone. future, Detroit's zone. love. I'm Detroit's zone. yeah, I'm Detroit's <laughs> own. Yeah, and I never asked for my heart back. You can have it. Without all you taught me, I never would have
2: lasted.
0: Right, I know well, I can move. Uh, this we some back. Decade, part 11, I episode 11. Episode 11. <clears throat> Here with the brother Keenan Terry. Was good, bro, bro?
2: What's going on, and, man? How y'all doing? Um,
0: yeah, I'm so excited to be in double digits. Now I got to keep it going. I felt like, I remember when I was like, just get the episode 10. let get the episode 10. And then when I posted it last night, I was like, yo, I actually got to ten episodes. So now I gotta do another ten. But you, um technically I recruited you for this for this podcast because we both have a very intimate sort of personal relationship with um sort of the sort of everything that's surrounded um the release and everything beyond it. So uh we can just jump right into it. Um yeah, you wanna say what we got to talk about?
2: For sure. So we about to talk about
3: my Mother decade, which is "Watch the Throne" with uh, Jay Z and Kanye. Um, it was, I think, one of the most exciting. I, I guess where I would really just want to start is the one part where we really kind of uh, were the same. We're on the same thing with is I had just transferred to North Carolina, and you were in mm-hmm. DC at the time. Um, I knew I wasn't coming home for Thanksgiving like I already knew I wasn't had an opportunity to come home for Thanksgiving so I'm like well I gotta go to the uh, concert where I was there like z has been one of my favorite rappers for a while like him mm-hmm. you know stuff like that so uh, I got a ticket I didn't know anybody in North Carolina at the time like outside of the people that I you know room with and everything but like I didn't know anybody there by the time the thing came because it came like maybe within the first month or so of me being there. So I didn't really had no friends like that to really see who was going. And it was about 45 minutes, about an hour away in Greensboro instead of Durham. So me and you separately, of course, went to the concert alone, you know, or whatever, drove down. it. so that's probably one of the reasons why I really love this, because to me, it was not just the city itself, but yeah. the concert was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. And I went solo. So it was like, I think this might have been my first solo, solo concert. Yeah. And...
0: <clears throat> no, yeah. I, um, I mean, that's so... Um... Yeah, long story short, I want to talk about our relationship with the concerts for sure. I um, I don't even remember how I even, what my concert origin story is. I do remember, like, the contours of it is that I remember, like, the tickets were dropping. And for some reason, I mean, not even for some reason, it's Jay-Z and Kanye West who are, I mean, Ho's my favorite rapper ever. And Kanye is in the top six or seven somewhere. So, like, mm-hmm. they were making a joint album. I feel like there was definitely a lot of speculation that this was a possibility eventually. I don't know if we thought it was coming when it did finally come, but there was definitely an idea that, like, yeah. they could potentially do this. So when it finally did happen and they announced the concert, um, I'm pretty sure I just kind of called my dad. It straight up was like, can I go to this show? <laughs> I don't even remember, like, because, <laughs> I mean, typically when I, like, ask my parents for money, I would always have some sort of, fake plan about how I was going to pay him back. And I don't even think I came up with a plan this time. I was like, I want to go to this show like real bad. Can I go? And he was like, he was very reasonable. He was like, I know you love Jay-Z. Have you ever been to one of his concerts? I was like, no. Nah. And he was like, yeah, this is, probably, this is probably a once-in-a-lifetime type deal. Like I'll pay for that. And I was like, oh, shit, really? <laughs> he was like, so, yeah, he, he got my concerts. He was like, um, his rationale was, because my dad played a lot of golf, he was like, I'll just win it back on a golf course. And he won it back. Uh, he called me the day he wanted back. He was like, I got your ticket money. I was like, oh vet
3: He said, I'm gonna let you off the hook, so he yeah. let um, you know.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, no, that's that's really how it was. Like I remember um first off, from what I really remember about it, like I remember people talking about the Jay Z and and Kanye kinda of C D like coming to fruition. And I do kinda of remember like at that time where Mixtape—it's kind of like a mixtape era for one. So like, you weren't always checking for albums so much. And I know this is kind of like going into 2011. But this is like shortly after Wayne's, you know, run with mixtapes. This is when we've got J. Cole. You know, if you were into J. Cole, yeah, you've got the warm up. You've got Friday Night Lights. You're getting those. Um, you got a few of the mixtape that it, that it has began coming out. Uh, I believe I believe right before, right around the same time that this had dropped with uh, Meek Mill's Dream Chaser. So like, you got a lot of stuff that's on. Like you're in a mixtape world per se at the time. And I just remember thinking, like, man, them is, them is two of the best people out right now. Like, even though I had kind of waned off of Kanye a little bit the, the last couple albums, like, right before that, um, I still, you know, of course, he's still one of the best. So, I'm like, no, they probably not going to do nothing. And then you get it, you see it, and then, like, shortly after, they're talking about something going on tour. I'm not going to pretend, like, at the time, I was a big concert person yet. Yeah, like, I had been to a few in my lifetime, but not to say, like, I, I was putting somebody that said I have to go to this concert I remember distinctively being like, this is back when my pops was giving me, um, like, allowance or whatever. Like, when I moved, cause I, just get, I just got a car. So, he's like, yeah, I'm going to help you get us some allowance. You know, you got the summer work, you need some allowance. That way you can pay for gas, stuff like that. You, and you're going to a new school. So, I'm like, okay, Dad. You know, I got to be able to put gas in a whip while I'm down there. I don't really know nothing about it. And I don't know anybody down there. And I remember distinctively you. And I think the tickets were like, for me, they, they were less than $100. But, obviously, I couldn't really afford great seats. So I was mm-hmm. in a nosebleed. Like whatever, I remember like spending in this bag, you know. Ticketmaster has all the fees. Right Obviously man, I can't drive to the them box fees,
0: store. dog. It's incredible. But.
3: So I think I spent like eighty six dollars or something like that on the no we ticket after all the fees and stuff. But I just remember thinking like, um I'm getting there. The funniest part about this is like, I remember asking the people that are like from North Carolina, like, how do you get there? Because it's also during the quest era. So I like, I wanted to have a general idea of how to get down there, and I wanted to do like use the MapQuest because like if I get turned around or lost, there is <laughs> no way for me to, like, there's no TV. Like, I remember when I first went down there, I actually, my, my phone might have been broken at this time, but I had a BlackBerry. old, oh, yeah, yeah. not even, like, the curve and stuff. But this is also back when you used to have to pay extra for, like, internet or navigation, so you couldn't just get, yeah, like, you were just we getting on there. We came a long way in a direction.
0: decade, for real, bro. Like, super but,
3: It's crazy, bro. We're talking about, this is 2011, bro. Like, this, is, this isn't, this is like, 2008 right. we're talking. Right. We're talking about 2011 in September, October. That's, wow. Like, so... The concert was amazing, man. It's probably one to this day, I still consider it one of the very best concerts I've mm-hmm. ever been to. Um, and just, I guess, talking about the concert a little, just a, a little bit, I did appreciate that they had individual sets in there because, at first, again, not being a big concert person, I was like, well, Obviously, they have to do more than just the songs on the album, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to do some back and forth, you know, do it. But I love the theme of how they went back and forth and stuff like that. They would do a couple of songs here and there and then go back instead of having one person do one whole set list and everything like that. Um, so that was cool. I thought the the, the, the theatrics was amazing. Like, the yeah. performance of it all. Like, just the – it, was, it, was, just, it yeah. was wonderful, man. Like, I enjoyed
0: it. All right. Uh, quick Wikipedia facts <clears throat> about Watch the Throne. Watch the Throne. Is a collaborative studio album by American rappers Jay-Z and Kanye West, released on August 8, 2011, by Rockefeller Records, Rock Nation, and Def Jam Recordings. Before the album, Jay-Z and Kanye had worked had collaborated on various singles, and with the latter, with the latter's producer on the former's work. They originally sought out to record a five-song EP together, but the project eventually evolved to a full-length album. The project features guest appearances from Frank Ocean, The Dream, Beyoncé, and Mr. Hudson. As well as posthumous vocals from Otis Redding and Curtis Mayfield. It also features vocal contributions from Kurt uh, Kid Cuddy, Seal, Justin Vernon, Ellie Jackson, Connie Mitchell, Charlie Wilson, and Pete Rock, among others. Um, yeah, so I guess like my very first memory of like the like the actual conception of the project was when they dropped Ham. I don't know if you remember him.
1: And the nigga still young, when I had no kids But I've been practicing with some action shits as bad as shit Had a few white girls, is flat as shit But the heads are good, damn a nigga glad he hit Got him jumping out the building Watch out below, a million out the door I'm about to go ham Hard as a motherfucker, let these niggas know who I am I'm about to go ham Hard as a you know I am, I, am, I am Fuck y'all mad
4: at me for Y'all don't even know what I've been through I play chicken with a Mack truck Y'all motherfuckers with a Ben I swam waters with great whites Y'all
0: motherfuckers with a bench That shit flopped <laughs> That shit went plastic
2: and it, I hated it bro I, was,
4: I
0: felt bad for hating it Cause again I'm a Jay-Z stan And I don't I wasn't over Kanye at that point But that song was bad like that song was not good
3: it's never it's never been good to me but i remember when they were trying to push that on the radio and i'm like this is because i remember at the time this is like this is kind of when twitter was like i mean Twitter's popping out but this is when twitter was really kind of starting to take off at least amongst our circle a little bit in the 2011 time because it's like right after our freshman year our freshman year is when it got big i remember people talking just like if this is what they're gonna give us then we don't really know how right. excited we can be And, like, I mean, obviously they get it together, but him was just that to me, not only was never really a song that you should have pushed, but honestly, I'm not sure if that really went for their styles at the time, at least not Jay z style at
0: the time. I mean, it definitely wasn't. (laughs) I mean, speaking of that, like, I I feel like a lot of people, and I mean, this this is a claim that a lot of people still make about the album, um, which could be considered a weakness. I don't necessarily, I wouldn't go that far because we'll, I mean, we'll get into this a little bit later, but uh, a lot of people were saying that if this is going to be the sort of style of the album or the sort of ethos of the album, it's going to be way more of a Kanye album than a Jay-Z album. And so even now people mm-hmm. say it's like a Kanye featuring Jay-Z album. And um, I don't, I don't agree, but I don't disagree neither. And it's a lot of, it's a lot, a lot of it is tied to the sort of instrumentals that Kanye was picking. And um, I'm glad you brought that yeah, up. So, I mean, Kanye shout out to Lex Luger, who is a, a favorite of Donovan's uh, shout out to Donnie. Um unless Luger's like of our generation, uh young nigga. And I'm and I mean like I, I guess again as a as an apologist for specifically Jay-Z and for this album and this project, like ham ain't that bad. I listened to it a little bit earlier as I was getting ready for this. And it's cool, but mm-hmm. I do remember in the time, like pretty much everybody's like, What what is what is this again? Like, what is this?
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's also really funny, though, because until you brought that up, for some reason, I literally forgot that they had pushed that out first. And so, but one thing that I have always thought about is even if you weren't, uh, or even if you're not necessarily like a big music head where you like know a lot about this stuff, if you just know that that Kanye produced stuff, you listen to some of the things, like some of the just like, like you're saying, the beast things like that on the CD. And you can tell that he was always had his self first in regards to the song they were rapping over. Like, some of the ones, even where he has maybe the shorter verses or the, or like, the, or maybe just kind of more focused on the hook or whatever the case is, you can tell still that, like, I don't really know, and maybe it's because I didn't do any like, extensive research or looking into it, but I don't really know how much actual input Jay-Z had on some of these like beats beforehand, like before they were really in there. Or if he just said, ao hey, Yeah, give us something crazy and I'm going to find a way to rap over Like, I know that might sound crazy because he one of the greats, so obviously he probably does prep work, But some of these things are really just like, Jay, why are you rapping on this? Or how, like, this doesn't fit, like, your usual style, especially at that time. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is before any type of, like, pop reference with Jay Z. Like, this is, like, probably the most pop album, quote unquote. And pop isn't even the right thing. Probably the most, like, I guess. No, I I, I uh, get what you mean by pop. Um,. It, it's like black album to be honest. Like the black album is probably one of the, the ones up there and maybe I think Kingdom Come out it came out by the end by uh if I'm remembering right. Um, um just in terms of the order. Like those would come to mind to me first compared to all the other albums he had and it still was just like, uh eh, I'm not really I mean, sure.
0: I guess I guess having hindsight now and really adoring this album, it did sort of it displayed a different side of Jay, like what he was able to do like you said, sort of the type of beats he was rapping on were definitely different from stuff he'd ever tried to touch in the past. And so uh-huh. I guess it's like broadly defined. It was a challenge for him to try to keep up with the sort of raps, the sort of instrumentals that Kanye was leaning toward at that, at that point in his career. Um, Cause I mean, even some like the, me... the artwork kind of tells you what the album's going to be. And I mean, it, they have the line in murder excellence about black opulence. Black Black Excellence, Opulence, Decadence. It's a decadent album. The the H- ham is kind of like a perfect introduction into what the rest of the album is gonna be. It's mad aggressive. It's mad like gold. I was thinking about that listening to it earlier. Is Kanye is really aggressive on his album? Just, just mad assertive. Just mad just talking yeah. crazy shit to people. Just just talking. Wow. And I've I've never heard him be so um. I guess, for lack of a better word, aggressive. Or for lack of another word, is just, just, just attacking right. people, the beat, everything, you know?
3: Yeah, this did, this did at certain times. And um, I know, like, on the deluxe version, when you hear, uh, what is that? It was Alive, I think it is. And they had, like, that few minute of silence mm-hmm. in the beginning. And I remember, like, neither one of them came out and, and really talked much about it. But I remember, like, a lot of people speculated and kind of asked them, and it was just kind of like um, I think one of the, the things that I, I remember reading about it was uh, it was basically the, the, the exact time before something but they basically just like they were letting you know like they could have you sit there and like wait to hear them talk like they were like they, they were that great it basically like they're being pompous and so the point about I guess the reason I bring that when you say about Kanye is this did feel like in spurts that this is two guys who knew that in that probably at the time still, but just in general, they were probably two of the very best whoever mm-hmm. they still want to be. But also they are a rich man in twenty eleven, Jay Z's not quite a billionaire, you know, they they haven't him and Beyonce haven't quite, you know, combined to a billion or anything like that. But he's uh, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars rich. Kanye is one of the best producers and, you know, still considered one of the top rappers again, 'cause he's right after uh Dark Twisted fan and everything. So it it just at times it's almost just like, bro, we're here to talk cash shit to y'all as two black men that are just like that damn good, and you guys are gonna not only buy this album, but you're going right, to Right, but it, but it's supposed like to be it, inspirational it Like,
0: so um, I'm I'm kind of stepping on categories that we'll get into, but one of my favorite lyrics on this album and "Niggas and Pairs" is a perfect song. Just like point blank, period. But uh, Hove has Hove it. has yes. a line where he <laughs> says, um, "I'm shocked too. I'm supposed to be locked up too. If you escape, what I escape." you be in Paris getting fucked up too. And I was like, that is so inspirational dog! I want to go to Paris now and get fucked up and celebrate like all the hard times. You know what I mean? Like it makes you yes. want to like, I mean, I get it. it. It is very arrogant and it's very opulent and it's very, um, sort of like nasal gave Like I understand the sort of arrogance that comes along with a lot of the music that, that comes that, that was made in this era and for this album. But, it makes it. Is, it helps you aspire to that type of shit. You know what I mean? Like, I, for, lack, for lack of better phrases. Yeah. I
3: no, I 100 percent agree with you. Um, it. I mean, that's the first I mean, I know we talked a lot about the concept, but I mean, that's the first song. Like, for everywhere that he went, they did that song. Where like no, it, less it than kept five going times. up. I was going to ask if, if you like remember
0: five, how many times they did it at yours. I don't remember how many times they did it at mine, but it was a lot.
3: Yeah, I, I do not remember exactly how many. Be it. it. Not only was it a lot. But like you said, every time that they came back out, even when you kind of knew, like, after the first one, you kind of was like, well, they did at least something. You still Man, got this like, Every time hype. was every lit. Time.
0: Every single time. Every, every time. single
3: time. <laughs> I literally don't have a bad... Like, I never got upset at the fact of them doing that. And, like, I think, like, that goes to your point. Not only just how great that song is, how great of a performance it was, but it's like how they really were able to sell that. Like even even the little um damn and now it's leaving me the uh the show or the movie that is from the little and it's like, um Oh, uh Blaze uh, of Glory, yeah. Shout to Blaze of
0: Glory, man. Blaze of Glory, yes,
3: yes. Yes. So it's like even the for them having that that ten second little interlude in the middle of the song and, and kind of putting it in there and still letting it flow with the song and picking like the perfect thing from again, Blaze of Glory is not a bad movie. Yeah, to pick that, that movie specifically. That movie, like, coming from that movie, Like that's that right there is a genius, and one of the reasons why this movie or why this song, excuse me, is one of the very best on this, and just shows the real artistry between the yeah, two. Okay,
0: to one song and one song only. But so, uh, I mean, to the I, I was trying to, and I, I feel like I I got away from it a little bit, but to the point you were making about the sort of beats that Kanye was picking, because this niggas in pairs is is a more bouncy Kanye type beat, um, or or more of the sort of, um, decadent type of beat a uh, beat on this album, but. Yeah. Um. They they do a good job mixing in the soulful stuff. You know what I mean with Otis and with um, gotta have it and with um, 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 um New Day. So, um, yeah. there, there yeah. are still there are still moments for Jay Z to like get get his soulful bars off. You know?
3: Yeah, I do think that it's um. It was actually like some of my favorite ones are when they can really go back and forth and you can tell like from the beat change, but also just in like the subtleness of how they rap. Like when the beat changes and you kind of let Jay jump on it, I think those are some of my favorite because it showed that they took into consideration. Like, they didn't always try to just ride that one, be like, he was able to switch Mm -hmm. it up a little bit. And sometimes they'd be talking about separate things. Like, like you said, one might be, you know, maybe in your face, a little bit more aggressive at that time, or maybe a little bit more like rah rah Mm -hmm. dancing, whatever it is. And you get somebody kind of like, like, okay, let me be the old head in this conversation right now, or, you know, whatever the case is. And that was, that to me was also something that it actually probably took me a while to really like appreciate because I was really at first just listening to it because I thought the songs were good and not really thinking about it in depth.
0: Um, yeah, I think that's right. I think that, um, I, I think they do a good job of just balancing each other. Just period. Just they are very good yin and yang. And, um, yeah, just a point of whatever one person is sort of bringing on a song. So I'm thinking about something like gotta have it, which I will talk about more in depth later. Cause I think that is one of the greatest rap songs ever, which this album is. This, and this is why this album, um, deserves this way more flowers is that the, the the stretch from Niggas and Paris, mm-hmm. Otis and Gotta Have It is maybe one of the best three like strong stretches in rap album history. Period. Point blank. All three of those songs are classics, and to me, Niggas and Paris and Gotta Have It are in the hall of fame. You know, like those songs are perfect.
2: Yeah.
3: No. I'm honest. Okay. So this was one of the topic of those three right there. Otis is probably one of my favorite like just. Yeah, that video, video bro. Write like, really that down. That video is crazy. Off the... Bro, when they saw that joint off, I was like, bro, you know how much money and like how much like audacity, Man. really is audacity at the end of the day, There's nothing else. That you gotta have to saw that like, and just watching it like, and we come from, and I don't want to say an era, like is something crazy, but like we come from a time where like. Music videos used to literally be like they would go with the song, like it made sense. It was, I won't say story necessarily, but it made sense. Like, you you understood why nowadays you you can see videos that have nothing to do with the song, you're like, why? Like, somebody just rented out a house, threw some yeah. money, had some girls, or whatever the case is. But I see that, and I'm like, that literally not only you old schooling it with the you know, with the song, but you also really just talk, like you basically letting people know from the video, like, hey, this album is about two rich black people that just and then they and shit, they started like, in front of the American flag. flag. Like, that, <laughs> was, that was
0: obviously a statement. Yep.
3: Yeah. especially around that time, yeah, yeah. I mean, even today it would be weird. So that right there is probably one of my favorite music videos of all time. Um I just think they did a great job, man. Like I don't know. Um but I always okay. In that realm, I know you're talking about probably one of the great the three greatest churches of all time. I may be in the minority on this cause no church in a while took a minute to to grow me. Not that it was bad, it just took a minute to grow me. I've not one time in the 10 years of album being out, ever like lift off. Of. We
2: gonna take it to-
1: My coat
0: off. My so i mean you're not in the minority i don't know if anybody understands what the point of the song is i don't either i just think it's a good song so i'm not here to, i'm not here to defend it well actually i am here to defend it I, I i literally wrote down i will defend this i will defend beyonce against anybody that's what i have down here in my notes um <laughs> you but i mean that that's song. that's literally all it is is that um they gave beyonce this kind of a mini showcase i'd like some of the to, to the point, I cannot tell you like what the premise or purpose of the song is. However, it is really good to hear and listen to sonically. And I just kind of feel like I don't particularly know how much work Beyonce did while they were doing those recording sessions. And I'm sure they couldn't not include Beyonce on their joint album. So it was a deal where they were like, OK, well, we have these vocals that she did for this half finished song. And it's cool. It sounds good. We just will include it. Like nobody will care because it's Beyonce, and I think it like almost worked. You know, not quite, but almost. So I'm 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 in the I'm in the minority agree. that's like fighting for the almost. You know,
3: I 100 percent agree with you that she had to be on the album. So I'm honestly not even picking on this song because she's on it per se. Because she, yes, she has to have the speaking part. She has to she have, have something to like. What is that? Yeah, no. There's literally no no disagreement for me on that one. I didn't like the song for the way it flowed, especially after you come off of No Church in a Wild. I didn't really like the way that that just flowed. I understand it is more of a... No Church in the Wild is kind of like a singing song. It might sing because you got Frank Ocean on there. You got the dream. You kind of, you know, it's a little bit flowery per se. Um, you get lift off in there, but I don't... I just didn't like it. Like, I don't, I don't have anything else really to say about it. And I guess also this is during a time where I'm not calling Beyonce <laughs> trash. So please make, make me make me say that. But it's also during a time where I didn't really have the amount of faith or the amount of love in Beyonce's pure mm. vocal ability as others did. I still had things to be imagined. I mean, you know, things that, that to be desired. Um, I didn't think her range was as great. Um, obviously she's, she's very good at what she does. uh, Excellent is what you could say. But like, I didn't like pure vocals, pure singing. I didn't feel it, uh, at that time period, but also not for this song. So I'm not here to bash the song. but like, honestly, if you can, and I don't know which song you put there. So I I was kind of trying to look at that earlier before I like actually came out and like said it. The only thing that I could probably, probably, and I don't really know if I would want it there is Welcome to the Jungle as the second one, or move up... Uh, what was three? Yeah, I think three period. is... um, Yeah, but I understand why you don't want to go from that... You don't want to go to uh, No Church in a Wild to Niggas in Paris. You could. I think you still could, because of what you talked yeah. about in No Church in a Wild. When he talks about religion stuff, I think you could go to Niggas in Paris, and then kind of flow it that way. But if you don't go that route, I definitely think that uh, Welcome to the Jungle could go second to Liftoff, and then you can have her probably start off that second you can actually probably have her have her start off that second group after either gotta have it or she can be right sandwiched between and this is gonna sound probably really wrong. Sandwich somewhere between like that's my bitch and then murder the Excellence. Mm. Um well,
2: I, that that's just really, well, man,
3: no,
0: I I, um is. I mean that's a um that's a that's a potential weakness we can highlight a little bit later too. But I mean to that point about sequencing um in twenty twenty you could just get rid, rid of so i i think about that too cuz i'm kind of over the album after not over i shouldn't say that but i don't i don't like made in america and why i love you is oh yeah not yeah why why i love have. you is okay so it's like i'm really cool with like the album ending after murder to excellence and then having the bonus tracks but then it's like okay if i'm if it's a 10 song album i could also get rid of i mean if we get rid of liftoff it's nine but i mean people release 8 9 song albums nowadays so it kind of fits the the sort of suggestions that we both are making fit in with sort of just modern day album construction about how albums aren't really 13, 14, 15 songs no more. They're really 8, 9, 10 songs. So.
3: That's very true. Like, um, as I kind of just quickly look at this uh, on title, like, this album is almost a, an hour and 10 minutes long. Like, nowadays, you're lucky if you get to, like, 50 50? minutes, like, 55 we minutes. We you can make a
0: half hour. Bro, right. I'll be doing chores, and the album will start over, and I'll be like... <laughs> It's over already? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, no way.
3: Yeah, so... So, yeah, so this is this is honestly probably the longest... Like, I ain't gonna lie, when we first discussed that we were gonna talk about this, I had to put it in in the car to listen to it, because I know we are gonna talk about it, like, yeah. sooner at one point. And I just remember thinking, like, going to work, like, you know, it's traffic in the morning. I'm like, okay, that's 40 minutes. I should get through about the whole album right then. Put the headphones on, got about a five to ten minute walk to work from my parking structure... I should be done with the album. I didn't remember thinking like, broke more yeah, was song seven, yeah. song eight didn't like,
0: Wow! No, that's, that's that's how I know I took and, a long shower earlier because after show, sure, um, didn't get done until Made in America was about to come on. I was like, oh, I took a, I took a luxurious, good, <laughs> I took a luxurious <laughs> shower saying?
3: today. <laughs> that that's a solid point, man. Um, okay, well, this is honestly in one of the questions. So if, I don't know if you wanted to go order, but. Honestly, Murder to Excellence probably had, it's probably my favorite song on the album outside of like, black no, it's my favorite song. That's not he saying it's the best, so I can, I can talk about the best.
1: Black on black murder. Uh, this
4: is to the memory, Dan Roy Henry. Too much enemy fire to catch a friend. Straight from the same shade, nigga, we on the same team Giving you respect, I expect the same thing All black, everything, nigga, you know my fresh coat My fight for you, don't increase
1: my stress, though Niggas watching the film, very happy to be you Power to the people, when you see me, see you And I'm from the murder capital, where they murder for capital Heard about at least three killings this afternoon. Looking at the news like, them, I was just with them after school. No shop class, but had the school gather a two. And a, I could die any day type attitude. Plus his little brother got shot in his
3: avenue. But it's my favorite, and I remember, <clears throat> and I, I just want to pull up the, the lyrics, because also I think my favorite lyrics happen to be in this song, which is one of the reasons why it was my favorite just off the first list. Um, one, because it gave me, okay, so one of the reasons why I really liked it was uh, I'll be honest. Kanye's verse actually on this this song was probably one of, to me he, his favorite He do his verse,
0: thing favorite on bro. Thing. Kanye verses like this have me mad, perplexed about where he is today, today. and we'll <laughs> talk about that later too. But it's like, come on, man. Like, what? But yeah, go ahead, go ahead.
3: You know, you're fine, and, and I guess. And this is, this is probably going to sound bad. Like, I'm not trying to say this as a badge of honor, this next thing I say. But coming from Detroit or just being from Detroit and knowing Detroit and being, you know, considered basically a murder capital of the world almost every other year, you know, like there were years where I think we, we were, quote unquote, the deadliest city in America for like three years in a row and things like that. And when he kind of, he, he's got a, when he starts off, he's like, man, I'm from the murder capital where they murdered from capital. Heard about these kids at the noon. And then he kind of jumps down a little bit, and he's saying, uh, "No shop class, but having the school got a two, could die any day." Type attitude, stuff like that is like, yeah, don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna sit here and lie until like I like grew up where like rumbling, tumbling, like rough, like I thought I was gonna die any day, but like we did, we grew up still in a city where like we knew though, like yes, we know what places to go and stuff like that's so mm-hmm. a little bit smart about it. But we also were like at any point in time, like bullets right. don't have names, a fight breaking out, like whatever the case is. And to me, that just kind of like he he did it in a way that the, the beat was still right, I like the beat on the song, but the way he said it was just like he was still talking to people in Chicago. Like, especially when you think of this song being about, like you said, at times it was inspirational. At times this was a was something about them just like shit, like, hey bro, we two black men that's you know, hundred millionaires. That can chop off this this uh mm-hmm. you know, ghost or whatever and, and Otis and, and all this stuff. We could be front of the flag talking shit. But like, no, I remember like wondering if I'm gonna make it out of school that day. Um and then he kind of even ends his verse, you know, talking about some uh little brother, uh, somebody's little brother got shot right in this avenue. It's time for us to stop and redefine black power. 41 souls murdered in 50 hours. And then he brings up later on where um uh, kind of in the, in the in down the line where he's talking about uh, how many people had died in the war in Iraq and they used to about man, 504 soldiers you know the people died in Chicago last year like y'all talking about wars that are being fought millions thousands of them out of the way but here like where I grew up like in your own country we got people we got hundreds of people dying in a year fam in a major US city bro like we're the most advanced country in the world and so I liked it for like the the actual things he was talking about, but I also like to be like even when Jay Z kinda comes in and I know I'm jumping around, but even when Jay Z comes in I'm talking about something like I rise on the day Fred Hampton
2: died die niggas just yeah, multiply. Yeah.
3: Like I like that was a shit talking line, but also like kinda like you know, like man, then he goes on talking about some man was supposed to die. So, you know, well, like I uh, celebrate my post. They say guys, yeah. Supposed to die. Not good. yeah, like so it's crazy that they talk about life and death and literally the same verses sometimes the same sentence. Like one sentence is like like about death, the next is about life and how they live in it. How like so to me this is my favorite song. Just because with you with your person that listens to words right away when you first get it where the beat the beat hooks you in on this, you got them going back and forth. This is one of my favorite ones too because they go back and forth a couple of times. It's not just like one verse here, one verse there, we both gonna be on the hook and then that's the song. Like they go back and forth, both getting like I think two verses or maybe like a verse and a half, something like that. And is is this something like with the content, just being able to flip it back and forth? It's like it made it to me. That was something that's still related with, to all black people. Even if you you could honestly be in any bigger city or any city that was you know had a, a good amount of black people, and you was like, you know what, I, I mm-hmm. feel what you're talking about. Like, no way. Yeah,
0: I, I love Murder Excellence too. Um, like I said, gotta have it as my favorite song, and I will detail why in a little bit. But um yeah, I love. So I mean, in terms of if I had to rank it, Murder Excellence is definitely in my top two or three on the album. I love the first half of the song specifically. I love that beat. And I love the way, uh, like you said, I love the way Kanye came on. Um, I love the way Kanye came on, and I love the way Hove came back on after Kanye came on, like you said, the I arrived in the day for a half die line. Like, that was very clever how he flipped. Um, not like flipped, but definitely, like you said, there was a level of Kanye was addressing all the death. And then the duality of whole being like well, on the day I died, mm-hmm. I, I arrived on the on the day a legend died. Real niggas just multiply. Like even even with all this murder, all this murder of black lives, um, all we gonna do mm-hmm. is continue to multiply. You know? Yeah, good
2: point. No, I think that's I think that's a better way of explaining this for sure.
0: Um, all right, yeah, we kind of been hopping around the questions. I don't want to double back too much if I don't if I don't need to, but uh. Yeah, um, did did we, did we talk about your memory of your first time listening to the album, or do you have a memory of your first time listening to it?
3: Man, I'm trying kinda... to. So I'm really trying to remember the first time that I listened to it. Um, the only thing that I can think about is so this is during a time where and I think Me and you were talking about this like like just in general a few times. Like this is back when I was like really heavy into like. Um, like getting mixtapes and songs and downloading them and like organizing my iTunes library mm-hmm. back in the day and like keeping up with that and like I had in my mind a very good library so I say that to say my first memory would probably really be just like downloading it once you know it actually became official you know trying to find it of course because that that also during the time it was tough to find stuff like if it wasn't a mixtape right away but it was also like CDs were kind of being phased mm-hmm. out to an extent like you can still get CDs, obviously, but like, it was also like, well, I know I can get on this internet too if I just you know keep looking for a link. Um, so um, I actually think and this is back in the day. I know this is probably illegal for me to say, but uh, the officially ice dude on Twitter, he was still doing like this album thing. Like he always had, he had always had music, so he always had the links. Um, his name was officially ice on Twitter, or whatever. It was actually, I started following him, and he had, like tweeted it out or whatever. And I remember like going to it, and it, it worked. So I downloaded and I remember, I want to say I was genuinely just, like, I probably was genuinely just, like, either at the crib, like, like like in that that space, or, like, maybe right before pulling mm-hmm. up to school, because it came out in, in early August, and I remember when I went to North Carolina, it was, like, early to mid-August, because, you know, school mm-hmm. down there starts a little bit earlier, so... I can't remember exactly if I was at home or, or maybe if I had to wait a little bit and was at school, but, uh, it was really just an entertaining environment, really. Um, I do remember the first time I got on a roll with it though. Um, and I remember kind of like driving and just being like, and that's really when I was like, okay, murder excellence, bumps. Mm-hmm. like that bumps. um, Otis, I think yeah, had already right. kind of been out for a little bit. So I think I kind of got used to that. Um, and then, uh. Welcome to the jungle, kind of, kind of knocked a little bit in the car, like, like you know, little stuff that you gotta just think of because it be, and then, of course, you
4: get in, in the behind all these big rocks, also, huh, I'm shot too. I'm supposed to be locked up too. You escape, but I escape. You be in Paris getting fucked up too. Also, huh, let's get faded. Labberies for like six days. Gold bottles, soul models, spilling Ace on my sick days. So also, her huh, bitch behave. Just might let you meet, gay. Shot towns, B-rolls, moving the next, BK. Also,
1: I wanna to me. me That shit crazy. That shit crazy. That shit crazy. That shit so That shit That shit That shit That shit crazy. That
3: shit crazy. That shit crazy. I did immediately like just because I niggas like I know that sounds crazy but a song that basically says the word nigga a thousand times but it's not like even in the like aggressively mean ways like no no, the duality bro is niggas in Paris like they in Paris you know who would have thought like you said, he, they literally, just off that song alone, gave people captions for the next 10 years. Like, people, any black person that goes to Paris, in some way, shape, or form, may sort of put niggas in Paris and they, they caption, or, or will put, like, uh, any of the lines in there, or maybe had a music at the back yeah. of their story. Like, it, it makes you want to go do quote-unquote fancy shit that you know that you're not supposed to be able to do as a nigga I definitely, <clears throat> I,
0: I went to Paris when I did study abroad in London, and um, the seven black people all like took a picture together and somebody definitely captured their niggas in Paris because that was definitely always going to be the capture of that picture. So,
3: yeah, I mean, you, you right. have no choice. I it. mean,
0: I, I and it's, it's funny, we didn't discuss it, it wasn't my picture. I just knew when I saw the caption, I was like, obviously, that was, I was going to be the caption. Yeah,
3: like I feel it. So, those are probably my earliest memories. I can really just think off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I know the day because, like you said, it dropped uh, early August. I hadn't gone back to Howard yet. Um so I remember the day it dropped. For some, I have memories of being in the laundry room. So I was doing laundry, I'm presuming, and um, okay. I just remember. So I mean, I was listening to it, whatever, in our church. And while I was cool, like I said, like we talked about, lift off, niggas was like, "What is this, man?" I heard Will Ferrell. Um, We're gonna skate to one song, one song only. And then the beat dropped, and I'm like, <laughs> "What the fuck is this?" N- Niggas Appearance was easily my my first favorite song of this album because I definitely I was lost. Okay. I was like, "Oh my god! Like this is the greatest song of all time!" Like I had never heard anything that good <laughs> ever. Um, I didn't really like Otis like that. I thought it was Are cool.
4: Popping bottles, putting supermodels in the cab. Proof. I guess I got my swagger back. Truth, new watch alert, new blows Or the big face rolly, I got two of those Arm out the window through the city, I'm a new
1: slow Cock back, snap back, see my cut through the holes. Damn, ho. hey, easy and hope where the hell you been? Niggas talking real records, man. I adopted these niggas, put them drumming Now I'm about to make them tuck their whole summer in They say I'm crazy when I'm about to go dumb again They ain't see me cause I pulled up in my other bins Last week I was in my other, other bins Throw your diamonds up, cool shoot fresh looking
0: like about and um I think in terms of so like sort of sort of how like how I guess we get to the point of establishing that duality is a common theme on this album or like a, a theme to be pointed out because um so ham ham flopped, and ham was, like we said, like very aggressive and opulent and very like sort of um in your face. And then they come back with Otis, which is the soul joint. And that's the song that saves the album in a way. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know if um, yeah. people probably still would have bought uh, the Throne based off of him just because it's Kanye West and Jay-Z. But Otis, Otis went crazy. Um, let me make, let me check like the popularity of Otis just to be sure. I think it was like number two in the country. Yeah, um, yeah number, number 12. I thought it was higher than number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100. Number two on the hot R and B hip hop songs, number two on the hot rap songs. So I do. I heard it all, all on the radio. I remember like when I was still listening to the radio, mm-hmm. FM ninety eight, and I think it was 1027 at that point. Um, yeah, won won the twenty twelve Grammy for best rap performance. So yeah, like people loved Otis. I thought it was cool. It's, uh, to be very like, I mean, I get the appeal and. And somebody who, yeah. like you said, they, them going back and forth was very cool. Um, which is why Gotta Have It, to me, is a masterpiece, a work of art. Yeah. I can't recommend
2: that song
1: any higher. What you
2: need, what you need.
1: L O L O L O L O White America assassinate my character Money matrimony, yeah, they tryna break the marriage up Who gon' act phony up? who gon' try to embarrass ya? I'ma need a day off, I think I call family Bueller had a Mueller, but I
4: switched it for a melee Cause I'm richer, and prior to this shit was moving freebase Had a conference
1: with the DJs, yeah. Puerto Rico three days Polly with the PDs, now they got our shit on replay Sorry I'm in pajamas, but I just get off the PJ And last party we had, they shut down pre Ain't that where the heat play, yeah. niggas hate ballers
4: these days yeah. Ain't that like LeBron James, ain't that just like D-Way Wait, what you need?
0: And then when I found out the Neptunes produced it, it was just like, obviously the Neptune's produced this song. Um Yeah, so what what do I why do I love gotta have it so much? It there is something about them finishing each other's lines. That's crazy. There's something about I I, I think to me, and I mean like you only you only hear the finished product, and so you don't really know how much work goes into that level of collaboration and that level of teamwork. And so yeah. it just sounds so natural that you take it for granted that they actually had to like probably sit in a room for a lo- for a decent amount of time at least and make sure that they lines work together or e- or like yeah. worst case scenario. One of them had to like not have the ego to be like, I'll let you write this whole verse and I'll just come in and fill in the blanks for you you know what I'm saying? Like I just really appreciated the teamwork and yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever hear a better like team record team rap record ever again I don't to me that's the standard
2: that makes
3: sense because when you talk about finishing especially when you hear about some people who say like the person will send them the song or send them the beat and tell them hey like you know here goes the hook or the thesis or you know the theory of the song or whatever it is and go like for two people like how we said as great as they are to have sat down because like there's no way just, like, no matter how great the net, like, you know, for on a Mars, like, to me, there's just no way that these two people did not sit in the same room or talk on the phone or whatever it was at some point in time and literally go through this almost line by line and it come out that that great. And like I said, somebody has to be willing to go first because, and I'm not even just talking about, like, first on the line. I'm talking about, like, saying, okay, so, here's the concept for this, like, because even when you think about, like, the, the different parts of, like, it's broken up even into concepts in that. It's like, okay, so you're going to choose this concept, and now I'm kind of going to kind of have to mm-hmm. flow off of it. Like, or what are you feeling like? Like, somebody has to be like, you know what? You got the creative juice. And we may never know who actually or how it was actually done, but somebody was like, you know what? This is, this is what this album needs to really truly be. Uh, yeah. Then I, mean,
0: album. I, um, I mean, I think about this when I, like, edit these podcasts sometimes when I edit some stuff out. It's like, I mean, if you do a good job blending – Nobody will ever know. And it's like, I listen to these podcasts so much before I even give them out to the universe that um, I'm always amused when I do listen to it when it is in the universe because it's like, I've edited this to high hell and nobody will ever know. And so with something like this that takes that level of intimacy and that level of, like we said, collaboration, um, I mean, like everybody has to be on their game from Hove and Kanye to to the Neptunes to the engineers doing it. You know what I mean? Like everybody has to make sure that it sounds that in sync. And so the fact that they pulled it off, like that's real professional work to me, man. Like that's very, that's everybody being the best at what they do.
3: Yeah, no. And I think that that's another thing that I think that we don't ever really get to sit and talk about. Like we have seen a lot of fantastic albums just throughout life. Like this has nothing to do with necessarily raps. And like, like we've seen some of the greats, whether it be a Beyonce album, whether it be a Michael Jackson back in the day, Whitney Houston, whoever it is. But I think one thing that we don't really appreciate sometimes is rap being a form of art. Sometimes that kind of gets overlooked because you know when they have concerts, it's not like they have a lot of backup dancers. It's not a lot of you know wardrobe change, mm-hmm. different things like that. And you know, and sometimes like when people have a, a certain style or flow that they have for rap, they stick to it. It's very little diversity, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, but similar of what you just said, that we like is we got two rappers that arguably, probably outside of Lil, Lil Wayne at that time in twenty eleven, um, and maybe maybe Flocka and yeah, a different type of Flocka, realm or whatever babe. like you know Flocka Travis Porter somebody like, like shout out to, like that kind of realm like we're talking about probably at that time the two greatest active rappers right then and there like right. at that point in time, and for them to bring who many would consider, and Kanye being probably one of the greatest producers, but also bringing on the Neptune, as you said, and those engineers and their team and everything like that. You're literally bringing the best for, from so many different mm. fields, quote-unquote, to help you produce probably not even just the whole, not probably not even actually the whole album, probably like songs and different pieces because everybody got such a different task. That takes, like, meticulous, like, That's that's really... I don't know, like that's like like, like it takes a, a a particular like not only mindset but like really attention to yep. detail to do that. And some pool and some pool like you those aren't people no. you can just throw money at. Like you gotta have some pool to be able to get everybody on the No, same I, I think right. about
0: I mean the, the point about pool, um or just sort of what's the what's the word I'm looking for, the proper word. Like when I whenever I, I get on Instagram now and I see Pharrell in the studio with um Meg or with um I just saw him in the studio with Tiger and it's like um, I mean, the the tiger one specifically made me raise my eyebrow a little bit, but it's like it's it's less of like it's almost like there's no amount of money like it's same thing with a Jay Z verse at this point. There's no amount of money you could pay mm-hmm. them that would like participation on your project is almost more valuable than anything you could pay them. You know, like they just kind of bless you, yeah. bro. So, um, to to I think about that with rappers and producers now, like the Drakes of the world, like dude. I'm sure they charge certain niggas, like obviously they're not about to just work pro bono with everybody, Do right? but, is. Um, at the same time it is like, I'm sure they look at it like my cultural currency is more than enough. Like you don't have to really, I, I know like money is, money might not be tight, but at the same <laughs> time, like I'm sure that a lot of,
3: I don't know. Cause i I'm. I know you can't afford this feature from me more than like, because like if you, you can't afford, not even trying to be on some funny stuff. Depending on who you are, right, when I say this, like you probably can't afford this feature on me to then be able to promote this as well, and then put it on the album. Like you're not gonna make enough back to be able to not only pay me, but even see anything off of it. Like at this point, I'm not gonna say we're exchanging favors because obviously you come to you know feature on my song if you're like not even necessarily saying a bump, but like if you're if you're a Tiger trying to be featured on a Drake album, like you're not gonna do the same for me per se when you come on. You hot, don't get me wrong. But also, it's just like at this point, we've worked on something different in negotiation. You know what I yeah. mean? Like maybe, maybe I've asked for a higher percentage back on royalties, or whatever the case might be. Like I'm not even looking for straight up money when you first right. give it to me. Or no, something that's that's
0: thing. what I was getting at. I'm like the principle. Like you can't just work for free, obviously. But um, what yeah. I was really just trying to get at was this notion of just these sort of semi pseudo pseudo or actual legends giving you their time is mm-hmm. almost more of a blessing than anything else, and so. Um. Yeah, I mean, but when you Jay-Z and Kanye West You can get anybody in the room you want with you And I always appreciate the fact That Pharrell will make his way To a Jay-Z studio session He gonna get his beat off Like, don't don't get it fucked up Like, I, I think Pharrell, is, except for 444 Manages to get his beats on hoes albums, he is not missing out, bro Like, he is not
2: you know, because he knows he's gonna
3: get exposure no matter what. Like niggas cannot be fucking with hove in the in their mind. But when that joint drop, nigga, you going no, to
0: get uh No, Pharrell said on um, because uh, Fade to Black, the um, the Black album, sort of documentary, yeah, documentary. So, is. so Pharrell may change clothes, which was a cool little poppy first single, got the album off the ground or whatever. But it's it's unmemorable, and I think if I had to rank all the Black album's best songs, it's definitely in the bottom two or three, and so. Pharrell knew that, mm-hmm. and so when, um, it came time for Allure, he was like, I'm gonna give you, like, I need my Carlitos way, and he fucked around and gave him the best song, one of the best songs ever, and so it's like, man, Pharrell knows the moment, bro, like, he understood
3: what what, what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Pharrell knew he was good with Jay, and, and I'm sure that there could be something before this that is, I'm unaware, but Pharrell knew he was good with Jay, really, once, when they made fun yeah. together, I knew that there was nothing that them two together wasn't gonna, like, be
0: almost um, like man, amazing. man. I just want to love you. So I'm trying to bully your friend into doing this Neptune's uh, something with me. I don't think she's, she's. I haven't worn her down yet. Yeah, I
3: saw she ain't really been budging when y'all was I talking a little bit. I'm getting there though.
0: But I mean, to her, in her defense, like I tweeted earlier, Pascal Gavassier came on and I was like, I have not thought about this song in I don't know how long. And it, it's just, Pharrell just got yeah. a ton of beats, bro. Like they just got a ton of beats.
2: Yeah. And, and sometimes you, just, like you
3: said you, you just forget about him because either it's been a while or you almost forget that he was the one that didn't you, you listen like wow this was that's, that's okay. what happens with me Another Is I forget
0: happened. that he's the one that did it and I'm like oh damn Neptune's like they did that one oh damn
3: right um okay this this is this is on the watch of throne but but a question so uh through the internets or through the tweeter at least uh i want to say yesterday maybe the day before there was a tweet that was asking um can you guys think of any 10 out of 10 songs like perfect songs obviously anybody who knows me knows that i mentioned melodies from heaven and brighter day by Franklin. i'll I'll, I'll go with
0: melody i'll swap out brighter day for hosanna but we on the same way
3: okay that's cool i think i mentioned like two other ones i think i threw in a rap song in there just for conversation piece and then uh of course another song i can't think of all the top of my head but where this goes to watch the throne so earlier you stated or alluded to that you believe that niggas in paris is one of the greatest songs ever i don't know if you met jay-z or whatever but if you had to kind of think about that in a quick format would you consider that a song that you think could be like ten out of ten? Like, like a perfect song. I think "Niggas in Paris"
0: and got to have it a perfect songs. I think both of them are ten out of ten. Straight up, I think, okay. and I don't even. Um, I'm I'm speaking about "Niggas in Paris" objectively. It's not one of my favorite songs ever, and um, I don't seek it out. I will say, ho started snapping on, and I we, we kind of tap tiptoed around um, favorite lyrics, and I'll like kind of dive into mine a little bit later because I got to a. a fuck ton but um that's the thing and yeah, i don't think about it and then i started rapping it and ho ho be going and i'm like oh damn like this song is crazy and it's, it's pretty much the perfect sort of stadium song bro like we got to the point of i don't want to exaggerate it but i'm pretty sure he performed that song at least 15 times that night and niggas did not want him to stop stop them from performing that song you know like every time they was like one more we was like yeah they kept doing it and the last time... I'm still mad no, I'm not at that show than no than more. I'm mad at that show
3: ended. Like, I'm sick. You know, they, they were more than willing each other. And of course, there's no way to know for sure if they were planning on doing all six times or if they were maybe going to stop at four or something like that, or three. But like, no, you're right. The crowd, each and every time, wanted more. And it's so crazy when I think about it. Like, I think... if If I'm remembering right, I think they did, like, the whole song or, like, most of the song... At least like three of the time. The other time they would come out and just kinda do of like the niggas in Paris. I yeah, the, yeah, that's the
0: things I don't remember, you know, but I swear anyway. to god they did the full song like it, like fifteen times. Like they just kept doing because yeah. that's yeah, the that's thing. I feel happen. like they did it they did it once and they left the stage. And you know how you know how like at the movies when people just get up when they think the movie's over and they don't even wait for the credits. That's yeah. so people started filing out of the concert. And I remember just hearing people around like why would they do that? Like the, the show's not over yet. The show's like, and I think, let me, cause I put up the dates. I, I remember, mm-hmm. um, the DC show. So DC show was November 3rd, uh, 2011. You, you went to Greensboro, right?
2: I went to Greensboro. Yeah, yeah October, right
0: 30th, I October. October 30th. Um, and I, yeah, I remember you went right before me. So, cause I remember, cause there was footage about Jay-Z and Kanye performing niggas in Paris over and over and over again. And it was like Yes. Okay, yes. so the word had gotten around and it was gonna happen. So the fact that people started leaving after the first performance, everybody was looking around, like, why would you do like why what, what, what yeah, that's dumb. I that would do stupid. that. And then they kept doing it. And then they kept doing it. And I was like, okay, like I'm I'm not about to turn any of this down, but y'all really keep doing this song. Yeah, it,
3: it, and it was crazy. And and they were sell and to an extent they were selling you because like you said, the very first time they left the stage, and they probably were off the stage for Maybe it, it probably wasn't even this long, but it felt like this long. Probably like ninety right. seconds to two minutes. Like, you know, maybe. And then the, the next few times it was probably maybe only like thirty seconds or so, maybe less. They would just come right back on or, you know, maybe just walk to the edge of the stair, or whatever it was. But like it gave me the sense of like like you said, like I don't actually know what they plan to do all six of these things. Like like after a while when they saw the reception from people, that's probably when they actually put mm-hmm. it in the show to do that maybe. But I can I would not be surprised if they like one day on their dying bed or something like that. Like, yo, we only planned to like perform that show that thing twice, and then you guys kept screaming, and we were like, "Well, let's do it!" And then we had to keep the theme going for the whole thing. And yeah, like, no, that I mean. So sense. let me
0: let me pull up the the quick facts on niggas and pairs. Bitch. I feel like Ot- Otis was such a smash at that point in time because niggas and Pears didn't drop until the album dropped. So, um, gotcha. I want to say Otis was such a smash at the time that it was semi-inconceivable and Ham had flopped so bad that it was semi-inconceivable that there was anything on the album that could exceed what Otis had done. And like I said, like the first mm-hmm. time I heard Niggas in Paris," I knew it was going to be the, like the most popular song on the song. And first, first okay. listen, I hadn't heard nothing else yet. I was like, what like what is this the song like the the title is mm-hmm. already enough it's called niggas in paris bro like it's catching <laughs> your eye
2: off <laughs> bill so...
0: and then like i said the beat drops it goes crazy it's it's a tour de force performance by hove and then not one of my favorite kanye verses but it, it does what it needs to do for the song so like i don't um there, there there's something intangible about this song that makes it so fucking appealing to sing <laughs> but it's just, it's one of those songs that you just want to, like, sing, bro. It's just, you just really want to sing it. I don't get it. I don't get it.
3: Yeah, it it's damn it's catchy, catchy for sure. Like, it,
0: it's the beat. I mean, the beat makes you really bounce, like, the beat makes simple. you bounce, and then you learn the words. And then, uh, that shit, cray. that's that's a, that's a good chant. That shit, cray. That, that shit, cray,
2: Bro,
3: remember, remember for a long time, people were like, they, they didn't understand if he was trying to say, like crazy, like, it was, like, a whole bunch of different things, that they were, like, is it crazy, is right. it X, Y, Z? Like, said, it was, it's a lot to do with that, and you could tell, also, that's another kind of example, just how great that, like, not production, but, like, just how great the, the kind of the artistry that is, like, how, how you have to be a great, like, artist and kind of person to think about the things like that, just, uh, the subtleness of the lines, the, um, you know, coming back out like that, performance every time, like, there was a lot of stuff in there, like, as you kind of look back on it, like, wow, like, as people say, your phase could never.
0: Straight up. Yeah, okay, so Niggas in Paris went number five on the Billboard Hot 100, number one on all the hip-hop R&B charts, so yeah, man, I, that, that, it was the people's champ, bro, like, um, yeah, I, I can't, I cannot it's hard to it's hard to kind of like speak on after the fact because it's, it's almost like a myth. Mm-hmm. So like you kind of had to be there to to experience the how big of a fucking phenomenon Nigga's in Paris was, man.
2: Yeah, and
3: it's it's funny because you like now don't, there's plenty of songs in the world where like that are older that when the beat drop you still get hyped. Like Nigga's in Paris is a song that like if you hear any inkling of the beat dropping or like you are saying that Will Ferrer in the beginning. There's no skits, no, you're turning it up loud in your car, you vibe into it if you at a party club event, like it's something that so it, it, yeah, it's,
0: it's, one of those, it's, it's one of the it, rare party songs that like once, once you reach the level of, of song where you don't get turned off after the first chorus or whatever, like they play it through. Yes. they play it at least until after Kanye's verse. They do not cut that song short.
3: Yes, and it, it definitely can be deemed a classic kind of really off of that yeah. alone, if nothing
0: else. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, which, literally, because um, it, it always sucks when like, a DJ will drop a song at a party and it gets no love and they got to change it 30 seconds in. It's, that's always <laughs> yep. awkward. That it's always happens. awkward. I'm like, I hope I hope just don't get, word don't get back to the artist that um, niggas wasn't fucking with them tonight. Yeah, that's true.
5: Yo, black men, are you tired of being told that men are trash? Are you tired of hearing over and over about toxic masculinity? Are you tired of having black masculinity defined for you? On the videos, dancing. I bet. Check this out. Cue the music, please. My name is Jeremy Hurt and Let's Talk Bruh is a podcast that I host on Black Masculinity. We have conversations on Black Masculinity and take it into our own hands, define it for ourselves, and break down what men are trash really means, as well as what it means to hold ourselves accountable for toxic masculinity and the ways that it impacts us and women. I have conversations on vulnerability, mental health, friendship, sex, and much more. Being a black man, as we know, is a full-time job with no days off. And Let's Talk Bro is a podcast where all black men can have deeper conversations outside of Twitter's 280 characters to vent, to laugh, celebrate our wins, and call each other out for problematic behavior, like telling your boy to man up when he's crying, because what does it really mean to be a man if you can't cry? With each episode, we try to do our part in considering and suggesting new visions of black masculinity. Let's Talk Bro drops every Wednesday anywhere you can find podcasts.
0: Any other fun memories involving the album? I did want to shout out the fact that Beyonce announced that she was pregnant with Blue at the same VMAs that they performed Otis at. I feel like they they performed Otis and then Beyonce performed Love on Top and then she like rubbed her belly and then everybody was like, Oh, Beyonce's pregnant. Um, Okay, that's when Kanye and Kanye and Jay Z was like like super besties at that point, man. It was mad adorable.
3: Oh, I do remember the best friend saying. I didn't remember that she did the time, like the timing of it. But I do remember that they were best friends. Uh, you know, like just being really cool. Uh, of course, it's a little bit after he did. The, he embarrassed her with the Taylor Swift. If I remember, I think yeah, I think Taylor mm-hmm. Swift. So it was. If I remember. Okay. Um. And so yeah, so it, it was really happy. Which I know you kind of touched on it earlier. It's, it's just crazy to think about nine years. I mean, nine years is a long time seven years even if you think about when it first probably had six years but it's just like wow how far they came from rapping like this being close like that to where mr right. west you know is I mean? today. mean
0: always trying to be diplomatic about it about like brothers fighting, brothers fall out um we, me and you ain't never fell out like that so <laughs> i just
3: i <laughs> just want to highlight
0: we've known each other longer and
3: i've never had that big of a fight so um I think what's so funny is you would say uh, – you, you you this probably might be like two or three years ago, but you would say this to almost anybody, like either we were just meeting – not even just meeting, but like we were just kind of telling our quote-unquote story too, like just like how we've known each other and stuff. And like you would always be like, bro, we've never in 20-plus years, you know, fallen out. Like even when we go first without speaking, not even in like an angry way, just like we have not fallen out. Like that's one thing. There's just not too many like friendships can – you know, relationships can say whether well, it's, you know, same-sex, different right. sex, whatever it is – it's just always funny. It's like, yeah, sometimes people be talking about, like, you be far, like, I really can't relate with all my relationships mm-hmm. that I fall off. I know? mean, we fell Some off because
0: we ain't had cell phones back then. That's, that's why we fell off.
3: Very true. Like Very, very true. That's a great point. And, and we were, what, yeah, eight right. years old, so even if we did, it we wouldn't have had them.
0: Uh, I mean, but shit, eight-year-olds got cell phones now. Sign of the times
3: getting them for their birthdays at like six or seven. Like my great niece has one at four. Grinness, an older one that she got from my regular, from my actual niece. It was like a six. And she's like, yeah, I just gave it to her because I was upgraded or whatever she said. I'm like, if I ever have to get, if I ever have to call her number to get in contact with an adult, I need to call the <laughs> child protective service because something wrong. <laughs> but it's just so funny to think about. Like you said, everybody yeah, gets I, my
0: first phone was a brick. No kid. I was in the eighth grade.
3: And honestly, it wasn't my phone. To always have. I low key had to check it in at certain times. Like
2: I,
0: I, I, had a, I had a minute phone, but I was using my minutes on text. And then when people would call me, I'd be like, "Yeah, I only got seven minutes to talk." They'd be like,
3: "What?" Like, yeah. Oh uh, bet And then the time when uh, free. This is when free nights was only. It wasn't even free weekends. It was just free nights, and it was. Uh, everybody was still mm-hmm. after, after nine. nine, they wouldn't even nine have seven. After nine, bro. Oh. After nine. I think next day it was the first one. That said seven. I'm like, nine? Do you know how much you had to sneak to be on the phone at nine o'clock, bro? On a but then they had night? the free sale to sell, which, I mean, I
0: was only really talking to my dad and Brenda, and they had 18. I mean, obviously, we was on the same contract plan, so. The the rollover minutes was really? actually mad clutch. The nigga was rolling over his minutes like crazy. I really was.
3: Yeah, but that was stuff that still was like later on that you realized like, the even the sell to sell didn't happen like right away. It was like after like maybe a year of us having it. The sell to sell was like you said it was like ATT only. It wasn't even just like cell phone to cell phone. Then I remember when they added weekends to the thing. Then I remember when they moved nights nice up to seven. So it made it a little bit more reasonable, like for everyday use. But yeah. Them niggas was not looking out with hood
2: at first.
0: Uh, uh Okay. Um Boom. Okay, so best three to five song stretch. I've already stated mine. I don't know if you have.
3: Um, so I, so the easy answer is, yes, the starting at Niggas in Paris and going down to, um, honestly, I've New Day is kind of growing me a little bit. So It was definitely yeah. in my
0: stretch, um, five years ago, six years ago, seven years
1: ago. Um, yeah. And I'll never let my son have an ego He'll be nice to everyone wherever we go I mean, I might even make him be Republican So everybody know he love white people And i never let him leave his college girlfriend And get caught up with the groupies in the whirlwind And i never let him ever hit the telethon I mean, even the people dying in the world ends See, I just want him to have an easy life Not like easy life Just want him to be someone people like don't want him to be hated all the time just Don't be like your daddy that it never was. And I never let him ever hit a strip club. I learned the hard way, it ain't the place to get love. And I never let his mom move to L.A. Knowing she couldn't take the pressure, now we all pray.
0: I love New Day once upon a time. And I still like it. I heard it earlier and I, I like it as a song. I just don't find it as um compelling as I once did, I guess. Because it's weird, man. It's almost like Kanye was telling us what he was about to do. The line about um, I might yeah. even make my son be a Republican so everybody know he loved white people. I was <laughs> like, really? Were you just giving us the game
3: plan? Like, <laughs> It's crazy because that was the last time I listened to in the car today before I came in and before we had started this. So I had listened to that and um, I, w- I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, bro, you, you not only was basically being a coon in the song, like being a, you know, but you've come to be that in real life. And it's like, I get that at the time you were, you know, in your mind joking and also just kind of be like, uh, you know, you want him to be good in their eyes, you know, be able to make it, but bro, you're a rich black man. You know, nothing that, that makes you get treated better. So I don't want you but you've already opened up more doors right. for him than others. So that, but I was, so the easy answer is that one. I do think that I do thoroughly enjoy uh, Welcome to the Jungle, Who Gonna Stop Me, and then Murder the Excellence. Um, if you catch me on the right day, you can get me with like the first portion of Made in America. It's not even the whole song, like the first portion. Sweet King Martin,
1: Sweet Queen Loretta, Sweet Brother Malcolm, Sweet Queen Betty, Sweet Mother Mary. Joseph, sweet Jesus. We made it in America, sweet baby Jesus. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. We made
3: it in America. I don't like the song itself because honestly, and this is the part where probably you and a lot of people will dislike me. I have never been the biggest Frank Ocean fan, to be 100 percent honest. So the song has never really been in my top. It ain't even Frank's fault. Like for me, it's not
0: Frank's fault. fault. I um, I feel like I'm supposed to be like staring at a flag with my hand over my heart when I hear that song. Like I just it just makes me feel like I'm supposed to be saying the Pledge of Allegiance, and um, I'm not in the second grade, yeah, I, I get
2: it. <laughs>
3: so yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it. I for I for sure understand that.
3: Like, I don't I don't have to. That's not one that I have to like have in there, but like if I if I wanted to stretch it to four songs instead of just being three, I would put it there. But yeah, I think the easy and obvious answer is always going to be like you literally played "Oldest Niggas in Paris" back right. to back, bro. Like it doesn't matter what the third song was, bro. Like yeah. those two alone. So yeah, um, I,
0: get it. I mean, I so I'm I'm a cut I'm going to trim the fat and literally because I said I'm stand by my my um, assertion that "Niggas in Paris" oldest and gotta have it is the best one. It belongs among the best three song stretches in rap history, rap album history, period. Um, I don't think that's if I If I want to be more subjective and, and just include songs I like, I think No Church in the Wild is a very solid opener. I think um, it kind of sets the scene for what's about to come.
2: Human
1: beings in a mob, What's a mob to a king What's a king to a god What's a god to a non-believer All right, all right no in
4: the wild. Tears on the mausoleum floor Blood stains the coliseum doors Lies on the lips of a priest Thanksgiving disguises as a feast Rolling in the Rolls Royce caniche Only the doctors got this I'm hiding from police Cocaine seats All white like I got the whole thing bleached Drug dealer chic I think I think it actually perfectly straddles the line between
0: the more um the more trap beats that uh Kanye um is is, is using here and the soulful beats that um are more of Jay Z's alley. You know what I'm saying? I think No Church in the Wild is actually like a perfect sort of balance between those two different worlds. And so I think it sets the scene really nicely and like those two are sort sort of like slinking around the beats like like niggas in Paris in a way, like they are, um, traipsing around town and telling us about their misadventures and stuff like that, and it kind of lays the groundwork for what's about to come. And then, like I said, lift off is just like Beyonce, you know, one of my one of my. Yeah. Say?
3: If, if lift off as a song was anywhere else in this album, this album could probably honestly have the best like six, seven tracks straight, mm-hmm. almost opening. Up. Um. So, yeah, no, no, no. I, I think that's that's fair. Uh, we were already talked about liftoff, so I'm not even gonna necessarily go back in.
1: And, and I like that's my bitch, too. Uh, yeah, you know who you are. Look, you had no idea what you're dealing with. Something on something's really real as shit. Pop champagne, I give you a sip. About to go dumb, how come? Yeah, that's my bitch. That's my bitch. Shook shorty right there, that's my bitch.
0: I think um, I'm reticent to use the B word in real life. And so <laughs> I'm always kind of like, I always cringe when I see the name of the song just because it's like, Ugh. but uh I, I like the beat. I like the, the lyrics. I like, um I've got a bar that I really like.
2: The um Put some color girls in the moment. Half these ain't got nothing on my phone Don't make me bring Thelma in it.
4: Bring Hellie, bring Fenella, be a Selma in it. On
3: him, so. yeah he he did have a couple um but that song i don't I, like this song's not bad i don't i don't really have a lot of thoughts or reflections on it um it's a song as well like even listening to it the first few times like not even in like a, a groomy way but the first few times i remember thinking like okay this song is here on the album it flows it's like uh it's like a little bit of a uh, of a fun song to an extent before you get into, I guess, what you can consider like a couple mm-hmm. of serious songs because you figure you go from, you know, the parts of New Day then you kind of go after that to Welcome to the Jungle who and gonna then, Who Won't Stop Me probably is that serious, but Murder the Excellence and stuff like that. So like, it's kind of like that break before like, all right, we got to come right back hard at y'all again with yeah. some real life No,
0: that's, a, that's actually a really good observation. I hadn't even thought about it like that because it, it really is. Well, I mean, the, the album... Is heading toward its conclusion, but welcome to the—I mean, welcome to the jungle—is, um, it's serious, but it's not. It's still straddling that line between, um, confident and cocky and welcome still very jungle, inspirational. Bro.
4: Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. the way she wanna be when she's twenty-five. She turned around and looked at me and she said a lie. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. well. Uh. Oh, black axe who rolls, move hats and
2: right. rolls. It's
0: the same, with who gonna stop me? and And then murder excellence is heavy, real heavy source material um Kanye's talking actual numbers about murder rates, so
3: yeah like and then and then you just kind of alluded to some of the lines they made to America, so it's like you know he they they're coming to a conclusion where it's almost like their the album is a little bit somber to an extent, coming like you know like finishing off like not necessarily full on sad or anything like that, but definitely one of those where it's like. Um okay, this is a... Uh, didn't know that my rap was <laughs> gonna get this way, you know, between the two. Like not not bad because even when you get to... Because really probably After Murder Excellence, yeah, I think it's After Murder Excellence, I think uh what is it Why Why I Love You and you kinda start to conclude the album and it's like it's really like almost it's similar. I won't say it's almost like, but it it's similar, it reminds you of like a ballad to mm-hmm. an extent. Just like a like a quick little um you know, kind of like part of it is like so much love. It's almost like a you know, fight or inner battle with yourself. Because I think there's like, I don't even know if you would consider it the chorus, but it's so much of just like, man, I love you, I love you so, and all this stuff like that. um But then there are parts of it where it like talks about how they were heartbroken. Like they're the line where he's like, uh,
4: Show love to you, niggas You ripped out my heart and you stepped on it. I picked up the pieces where you swept on it. Goddamn, this shit, these are messed on it, shit needs a mess down it. Shit feeling like death don't it. Charge into the game, whatever's left on it. I spent about a minute, maybe less on it. Fly pelican fly, turn the jets on it. But first I shall digress on it.
3: Wasn't I good king? Maybe too much of a good
4: thing, huh? Didn't I spoil you?
3: So it was like, it, it's like it's the tug of war inside. It's like, man, I really love you, you know, I know you bad for her. like nowadays you would say toxic or whatever that was like a thing, but it's just crazy that that's kinda of how the album flows afterwards. Like so the my bitch to me just kind of is like the middle piece, like the divider, saying, "Okay, I gave you all the fun stuff in the beginning. Now we're gonna kind of kick it. We're gonna kick it like we in the shop, or like we, mm. you know, like we homies, and I gotta mm-hmm. take the real stuff." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Good point. Good
0: point. Um. Uh, okay, so I think we talked about. So you you made the distinction between favorite and best song. I think already. So you said, "What was your favorite song?" My, My
2: favorite, favorite was, is "Murdered X." Was the best song?
3: Um, the best song on the album. Is, so I'm always torn Because Murder, The Excellence, Of course is kind of Where I want to always go back But as I was listening recently I really think that Not Even Niggas and Niggas in Is the best song Who Gonna Stop Me Might be the best song on the album
1: This is something like the Holocaust Millions of our people
4: cars, black cars, black on black, black bras, whole lot of money in a black bag, black strap, you know what that's for. Who gonna stop me? That's a tape.
3: Um, and the reason why I think it is, is so... <clears throat> He's, he has a lot of writing in a bunch of different songs, so I won't disagree with that. But uh, he kind of talks about, like, the Holocaust thing, you know, kind of gives you a quick little, you know, talking about of people's lives go, go into it. Then there's a line where he's talking about, like, black cars, black cars, and it's like, even in that line, he go he's like, black cars, black cars, black on black, black bras. It's, in a way, showing of how, he's obviously putting an emphasis on black, as in our color, as in our people, as in, like, things like that. But he's also, he's showing you, like, like, cars are always used as having, basically, like, an, like when you think of a black car, you think of somebody who's infinitely rich, basically. Like, like there's no limit to their money. Uh, you know, black cars typically are, are cars that people think look really cold. Like, are, you know, and by cold, I mean, like, really sweet. Um, You know, he kind of talks about, like, in a black bag, like, in a black bag, a whole lot of money in there. When you think about it, even when you see movies where it's, like, somebody maybe smuggling, not smuggling money, but, like, exchanging money for something. There's always a duffel bag, and many times it's, like, a black bag or a brown bag, like, a leather bag, stuff like that. Um, so I like that just in a sense, like showing black in so many ways that we don't think about it, but also in a way that's like most of them are positive to an extent, or like something that's kind of tight. Um, and then I think that it was just like uh, I kind of laugh a little bit when he goes into the pig Latin version of it a little bit, you know, a little quick line, the niggas talking they bitch made that's it's nay off my dick's name, that's pig Latin itch. So it's like it's kind of funny there. Um, I don't know. I just, I like it because it's, it's still fun. is It's and simple too. I think one of the ones that like when I when I really look back and I kind of like browse through some of the lyrics right now, is something that is the beat. When I think about it, is amazing. But he come back and it's like uh, let me say I, I want to say it's one of the last actual verses or lines here. Uh, uh oh, so he talks about um uh so he, he mentions like no lies in my verse, pardon all the curse to say. Growing up, middle finger to my old life, special shout out to my old head. If it wasn't for your advice, a nigga wouldn't have made it so dead. And to me, I kind of tied that back to the Holocaust, or like to the Holocaust version to an extent. So you give him a little bit of, you know, let him know about the Holocaust and people lost. But he's saying, like, hey man, I also wouldn't have made it here without listening to some of the old advice that I got. He talks a little bit about how he was on the corner a little bit as well. I just, I think in terms of a song package, it's just a really good song. Like, on a given day, I would probably say that it's the best song in there. I would probably lean niggas in Paris four out of seven days, but I think the other two or three would go there.
0: That's okay. I I've never um so who gonna stop me? I'd like I do like the first half. The beat change is um it always is jarring to me for some reason. I never am anticipating it until I hear it. And then I'm always like, What the fuck is this? But uh Yeah, so I don't know. Like for some reason I've never really considered who's gonna stop me. It's for it's probably like in the middle of the road. Among like my favorite songs. Um I mean, I've already kind of like laid out my head with niggas in Paris and gotta have it. Like I I will not choose between the two because I, I it's my it's my podcast. Mm-hmm. So but um those are definitely <laughs> one A and one B for me. I guess like outside of the outside the of the fuck you. Um, outside of the uh <laughs> outside of the uh the the first twelve songs. I love Primetime. Uh, the
4: Baby. Primetime, beat by Dion I third eon, that's what the fuck beyond. on More money, 40-year-old phenom My 15 minutes of fame This is probably
0: my favorite, one of my favorite bonus tracks, period Shout out to know i
3: If I'm able to 100% be honest with you They could have kept me I, I, I like
0: Primetime, bro all, The rest of them, you right But, um, Primetime's my shit I, lo- I love Primetime
2: I <sighs> Yeah, bro. I, I,
3: I well, you kind of heard a little bit of. Well, maybe you didn't hear it in my voice earlier. I do not like "Living for Live at all. I don't hey, like the song. Like, it came on earlier, yeah. and
0: I, I'd forgotten what it was. I was, I, I was, um, I was getting.
3: I thought the song. I thought the CD had stopped. I thought like I was like, damn, I ain't got a repeat. I was like, damn, that's it. Like I had literally forgot. Was yeah, such no, a, yeah, that, that silence
0: song. is stupid. But um, yeah, the song dropped. And I was getting dressed, so I wasn't really looking at my phone, and I was like.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, did it go to like a mix? Like you, because you know how sometimes when the album ends, it'll go to like yes. it'll start a mix. And I was like, is this like a random Kanye song I haven't heard before in my life? Like, what is, what is this? Mm-hmm. And I grab my phone, like, oh shit! Like, ooh, okay. And then, you already spoke on "Ham." Um, the joy is cool. I don't need
1: it. <laughs> 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 Real
2: life. That thing, bro. Uh, uh, with a dozen roses. Uh, yeah. uh, such what a style. People,
0: uh, the joy of children laughing uh, right. around. Um, but I, I just really like.
3: Uh, uh, you have thoughts on the joy?
2: Um, I. <sighs> I'm trying, to remember, I'm trying to remember. It's crazy, because I
3: really don't... I, I don't like the bonus tracks, even though, obviously... Well, I won't say, obviously, I have the deluxe version. I, I listen to all 15, basically, all the time. I literally don't remember anything about them, because I I genuinely dislike <laughs> them that much. Um, uh Yeah, I don't really see anything in enjoy that kind of, like, jumps off the page to me of why I think anything special, but they could have kept the bonus tracks. Um. I don't know. I feel like they just threw the bonus tracks on them to say that there was an extended version, or there was a deluxe version, especially when... When I kind of think back on it, and I didn't, I didn't do any hardcore research on this to see if there was really any numbers to support this, but I do feel like during that like few year stretch, there were a lot of albums that had like separate deluxe yeah. versions. Like even from John B's album, like they had like two albums. I think that in a few years span had deluxe versions. Um, I think. Um, if I remember, it might not be an album, but it's something like, like I think one of Sean's tapes is something like that had, like, some deluxes on there, too. So I just think, like, there was, like, a small, maybe, error or time period where people were doing, like, a lot of bonus tracks on their deluxes or extended versions because, I mean, you know, maybe that was just right. a, so a funny thing. About. I
0: don't know. So I mean, if pe- people are buying your album, mm-hmm. if people are, um, well, I mean, even with streaming, but if people are spending money directly on your album, <clears throat> if all you're doing is reprinting it and adding three, three songs to it, you know, people going to Buy the album regardless, just with the new music, because they and going to be happier to have new music. they want
2: No, that makes sense, because
3: I ain't going to lie. It's, it's hard for me to, li- to not listen to the uh deluxe version of uh what's that? Dark Sky Paradox? Uh, oh, yeah, Planet Melodies. Yeah, what what one is, one uh, one is that? Uh, yeah, it's so all of those. So, yeah, so I I get it. It's, I just didn't need it. That's all. Uh,
0: Oh, have got a stretch
4: on prime
2: time. He goes, um, "To be better than
4: 24s. I can't read the 45, that's the 48. Lost it. We're in my 23s. They can't fuck with the ball. Ball 16 to 20 23 up it." I was like, "And hey, you don't right?" <laughs> this,
3: this, yeah, this is yeah. Cool. I mean, he 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 talking shit like that's one thing I've always liked about Hope. He he going to talk his shit, and he going to talk it in a way where like Hove Ho is someone I've liked for quite some time, but one thing that I have recognized about Hove... As I- a matter of fact, here's a great thing that I like to compare Hove to in the sense of why I like to find similarities. If you ever watch like old stand-ups, and by old stand-ups, I mean like maybe stuff that's just like maybe you were young when it first came out. You don't have to be like like no Richard Pryor. It could be like old Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, stuff like that. Hope talks so much about like kind of what's going on now, or like things where like you kind of have to be old enough to understand it. And I think about a lot of comedians when they make their jokes about like what's going on right now and when they mention names and stuff like that. And you're like, damn, I don't really know who that person is because maybe you were just too young or maybe like they're just in a different realm. But like now that you're older and you listen to some stuff, it's like, wow, I'm not even in a profound way. You're just like, wow, I get it. Right. That bar was crazy or like. Could, could you imagine, and granted, we know, but like, could you imagine somebody maybe who hold, who, who would hear, like, a whole bar now, like, come back wearing a 4.5, like, aim at you and all that stuff, and it's like, somebody be like, Jordan didn't wear 4.5, like, even though maybe may be so lost, and it's such a simple bar, but it's such a cold bar where you understand, like, you know what I'm saying, like, hold the 4, and it's like, it's so crispy, it's, even if it's something, you know, and so that's something that I've just learned to appreciate more about hold in general, it's just kind of something that is like, being able to actually not just understand like in a philosophical way, I'm not trying to make it something deep, but being able to actually understand like what mm-hmm. he's talking about makes it so much better too. Cause it's like, okay, now I can understand it. It don't even have to be that you live through that but it's like, okay, this makes more sense now on why this comparison that you made, because he's also a comparative rapper, and that's like, oh, okay. This, this comparison actually is crispy now. And so, I
0: hope yeah. did that, so hopefully you don't have to go through that. You know. <laughs> Man. Um, yeah. All right. So weaknesses of the album, I feel like we talked about the sequencing or like songs we'd cut out. I feel I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty comfortable cutting out Lift Off and Made an American Why I Love You and just having like a very very concise nine song album.
2: Yep, we can both definitely agree We're on that. Actually be
0: a good look. And and that's the thing, I don't oh, I yeah. mean that's the thing is I mean in hindsight being twenty twenty, you can't get rid of you can't unhear Lift Off, right? And so I don't know this album without Lift Off, so I don't want to get rid of it. But it's also like, right. um, you don't need it, but I don't want to get rid of it. So I, I'm very, I'm, I'm torn. I ain't gonna pretend like I'm not.
3: It's funny though, but I don't. Th- I think he knew he didn't need it. Like so, so earlier you touched on how like we're looking back now, where everybody kind of does like eight or nine song albums. So that probably could be why. But I thought about it. and I'm like, I don't actually think that even at the time he needed lift off and nothing else he didn't need lift off and he didn't need probably made in america nothing else he, well he needed made in america i think no so let me tell you that he needed "Made in america just because of the sync of how we kind of saw how the, the album ends um maybe why i love you he could have took off but well, i, I mean 12, well, I the point you made about why we i
0: love you, you be love being a good last song about like the the, the, the um lyrical content stuff they're talking about is an effective
3: album closer so it does work
2: it is so yeah, I guess you would kind of take out all
3: three. I don't know. You're right. But I don't think that it's also a time thing. Like, I think, honestly, even 10 years ago, we would have all kind of agreed that a liftoff probably could be gone and maybe something else, like, to make this, like, 11 to 10 But, song I mean, album. It,
0: it was a period thing, bro. I really do think that Um, Once Upon a Time, you had to at least have... Because, in a way, this was them being concise. In 2011, people were still making 15, 16-song albums. So they were like, we'll do 12 and then give you four for a 16 uh, for, for a bonus for a 16. And then boom, we've done our duty. But.
3: Well, you, you're right. That You make sense when you say that. I didn't even think about it. Cause you, I guess if you do think about it without the bonus tracks, you figure that's probably like 15 minutes off of the thing. So that's probably like 15 right. minutes an album, honestly, maybe even 15 minutes. So yeah. So, yeah, so in, right. in a way you they know? was doing
0: they due diligence, mm-hmm. cutting it down from 15 to 12. And I'm sure like, I'm sure if we went back in time and told, like, 2011 rappers that, like, hey, we're going to get to a point now where people's attention spans are so terrible that they only gonna be able to listen to music for 25 to 30 minutes at a time, that people would be like, so I got to make five-song albums? And it's like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> like, sorry. That's, that's funny. That's so, funny. Man. Yeah. I'm like, I, nobody. No, let me tell you how rappers. I used to, I mean, just me personally, because, I mean, scarcity of space or resources, when we had blank CDs, mm-hmm. you got 80 minutes per CD. I was getting 20 songs on them CDs, bro. Let me let me tell you, you how. I was making sure that I got 79 minutes and 55 seconds worth of music on them CDs. <laughs> no hesitation
2: I would, be, either, I, would, I would
0: I would be mad when I could only do 19 songs. I'm like, nope, I gotta figure this out because I'm getting 20 on here.
3: So no for real. especially when you was like like when there was no real clear cut like you just had a whole bunch of army or a whole bunch of rest songs like it was not this one artist oh yeah i was picking that song is three minutes and 45 seconds but this was yeah. the 325 version of it dead <laughs> i don't need all that intro Wait, in, so the, in the beginning like,
2: why <laughs> what
3: um
0: sorry right, we kind of talked about favorite lyrics i got i have a ton i'm 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 no good for favorite lyrics with a jay-z album so the, the game is the game. If you if you have any you want to highlight specifically, go.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, no. Mur- Murder Excellence really was the main one that I wanted to do. Like, there's probably like you said, there's probably ones I could find. They're not fine, but that I like if I really like looked at a song and i be like, oh yeah, I remember these stuff like that. Um, but Murder Excellence really was just something that, like, no matter how often I listen to it or whatever, like I just always think like this. This here is crazy. Um, uh, oh, there there was one line in Otis that I did really love.
2: Um, what the hell was that? K uh, or i Jay. Um, I'm about to pull it up real quick. It was um oh so
3: basically it was just uh, it was really just like when he was stunned and I think it was because like I remember it like so much of this song to be 100 honest with you is me seeing the video and remembering where the words were like where they were <laughs> positioned so like the video really made me love this song so I don't know if you have ever had like a song like that where the video was oh, really why yeah. like, you love the song like if you ever really think about it. so. This is one of those things for me, similar to stuff like "Remember the Times" with Michael Jackson and stuff like that. But I say it just say like this: um, when he basically just uh, when Ho basically just talking shit, you know, talking about some pop bottles, putting soup miles in the cab. Uh, he talks about in. He's it's so funny because the next year when um he had a verse on Jay's on uh J. Cole's new watch, he brings mm-hmm. up the cue again. But he basically like, new watch already learn Hublot, or the big face role. I got two of those. Arm I going through the city, I'm maneuver slow. Cook back, snap back, see my cut through the hose, And I remember in the video when they're they're hanging out the window, if butterfly was like you know, and it's just and it's for me, I just enjoy that favorite lyrics literally because of what I see in no. the video. So literally that to that
0: to that exact point. Um the line I highlighted from Otis specifically from Hove was um, that I guess I got my swagger back proof line. And I remember that, like,
2: mm-hmm. it was in
0: slow-mo and the camera was, like, panning across him and Kanye just having a ball when he, when he delivered that line. Yep. And that's partially why I love that line so much is that, like, he really got his swagger back. Like, he really talking his shit on that on that part.
3: That is crazy. So, yeah, like... That's cool, man. Sometimes you just want fun songs where it's like somebody stunting like that, and like it ain't got nothing necessary to do. Like, with, yeah, it's just it's, it ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Like, I'm I'm not saying that was the lyrics of the day of War, but it was just it was like, So yeah,
2: yeah. But that's pretty all my lyrics for um, me. I
0: I'm, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this. Um, I'm not gonna do this. This whole verse with niggas in Paris is a masterpiece. I'm not gonna <laughs> And then um the only line I wanna highlight from gotta have it because the entire thing the 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 be- the beauty in Gotta Have It is the synchronicity between him and Kanye. You just gotta listen to um them going back and forth with each other to really appreciate just how time not even time consuming that time that, that verse must have been the construction of that song must have been, but it it just takes a lot of work to do that. Like I I'm not under any false pretenses that they did a song in ten minutes. Like there's no way. But um so so Kanye gives him the the uh the lead in with the um
4: I think I need a day off I think I called Paris And then Hove comes in had Mueller, had Ferris, Bueller had a Mueller, but I switched it for a melee cuz I'm richer and prior to this shit was moving free base Had a conference with Paris Bueller had a Mueller, but I switched it for
0: a melee cuz I'm richer so I'm going to break down the, the the all the entendre's because I, I feel like it because I love this so much and I haven't ever had the opportunity to do this on a microphone. Great. Um, so, Ferris Bueller <laughs> had a Mueller, which is a watch, which I think he actually did have in the movie, which is a very expensive watch. But I switched it for a Melee because I'm richer. And prior, so he brings in Richard Pryor.
2: Pryor and prior had.
0: to this shit was moving freebase. And Richard Pryor used to freebase his own. uh, Cocaine, crack, which is how he burnt himself. Yeah. So, Hov was a genius, man. Like he really is a genius. I remember the first time I heard that bar, I caught every, like I caught pretty much everything the first time, and I was like, "Did he just do it?" I think he just did. <laughs> okay,
2: it's so crazy, and I know this is really like
3: this is terrible what I'm about to do because it's gonna be like, bro, you you're a terrible person, really. But as I kind of am like just looking back on the lyrics of the song, I'm like, this honestly could probably be the best song in his album. Because I even just, like, appreciate, um, and it's, it's crazy. D, like, LeBron had just got to Miami yeah, and I kind of yeah, had, yeah, like, forget yeah, that. Yeah. And he's got that line, like, later on in that same one he just talking about, like, him and D-Wade and niggas hate balls. Like, and then even when I go down, like, that last, so one, one thing I can always say, I've always thought of, that last... I don't know if you want to call it like 8R or something like that but he's like
1: um Black on blacks, <laughs> honey stack how you get it nigga land raps on tracks I wish I could get you this
4: feeling I'm planking on a million I'm riding through your hood you can bet I ain't got no ceiling made it left on no string ass we in best made it right on 79 I'm coming down south shore try our main shot town Brooklyn to our top
3: uh, I wish I'm I could get another
2: million. I'm and playing the playing beat drop the out. Oh,
3: that thing up, bro. man! Like that whole last little part right there, like that's probably about the last twenty seconds of the song or so, has always been so crispy. Especially since you know, for those that don't know, like planking was like a fad or whatever at the time uh, going on, and there's so much. And it was like. He ends up talking about made a left on Nussiv, right with Ian Best time, made a right on 79th. I'm coming off South Shore, driving I remain. Shout out to him, then Kanye oh, come, man, I mean, man, and then
2: uh
3: um, come up with talk like that. Like, and then the beat rides out for like another like 10 to 50, probably like 15 seconds. And I'm just like, that's always been my favorite. Like kind of like it's so funky, listen, bro. Like song. the James
0: Brown sample is perfect. It's it's perfect.
3: Yeah. Oh, bro. It's crazy that like as I'm kind of like looking at it now and I'm thinking the beat, I'm like this actually could have been the best song and it wasn't a long it's song. So sh- it yeah, it's like short, but it's effective. It like, it's bro, it was it's perfect. Effective. And you you might be onto something, bro. Like I might have to concede to you and say this might be the best song on yeah, that. Yeah, that racks
0: bro. on racks on racks, me yeah, back on bass on bass on bass on backs. Who in that? Oh shit, it's just black on blacks on blacks. Honey stack. How you get it, nigga? Land racks on tracks. I wish I get this feeling up, playing in the million Yeah, yeah, bro
3: like when he did that I was like oh he talking talking to him um so yeah so I just wanted to I just wanted to add that when you brought that up I was like that is crispy
0: they snapped on here I will um I have this sort of uh this sort of uh um gripe that I that I bring up a lot with I mean I feel like I don't know I, I don't I don't be knowing everything about music but I do believe I have a good ear for singles and it's like dog I want a video for this song so bad. And I've I'm also of the opinion that you you never age out of a video. You can do a video for a song that's fifteen years old. I don't care. Like do the video. So, right. so I don't I mean, I feel like Jeezy did a video for Mr. Seventeen Five which came out like fifteen years ago, like two years ago. And I was like,
3: Oh, okay, like no. Mr. Seventeen Five, like it was brand new, and I almost had to check. Like, damn, he came out with a new song. Like, I had to check. But I was like,
0: because I love Mr. Seventeen Five. I was like, oh snap, this is a video for a song I like. So, I feel like more rappers should take that into consideration.
3: Um, and Jay is just gonna always be relevant. Like, no matter, like, even after like the Beyonce, the uh, the Lemonade, and everything like that. Like, Jay Z is just always a relevant person. Like, no matter how much you think you dislike him, you know, or whatever. It's like. So obviously bro we going to listen to your your thing when you put like if you put it out
0: or watch right. it I should say. Uh I think I think I'm out of lyrics. I don't really want to I was trying to make sure that I didn't forget any of them. I think I highlighted the ones in Murder the Excellence that I wanted to highlight earlier about the high rise of the day for Hampton died. um the lyrics I like from that's my bitch. I like New Day. I think like I said I think it's a pretty song. I think it serves its purpose but nothing I particularly want to highlight. So yeah. You know, Church in the Wild got a couple. It's pious, pious, God loves pious. It's just
2: very, you know, I'll be honest. For me, some of this album, and I don't mean it in a bad way, some of the songs
3: sounded similar sometimes to the point where, like, I didn't even remember the distinction between them, like, name-wise. Like, I wouldn't get it. Like, there are certain points until you rap a lyric in there or rap a couple lines. I don't remember, like, oh, this came from that song. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't stand out to me. It's not in a bad way. It's just, like, there was such a flow to it where it was like it just it would seem into it, even though the beat would be different, it's like, is this like is this Welcome and I'm just throwing names up, like is this Welcome to the Jungle or is this made in America? Yes, the beats are different, but it's like we're talking about things that are so similar. So I'm like, um, okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, so but. I guess like I I was I was thinking about this and I wanted to bring it up. Um only because I do think it is the one downside to got to have it was uh i was really looking forward to seeing that live like really looking forward to it and uh-huh. it underwhelmed um in person so like i feel like i, I definitely um i don't know like so it's cuz it's a we kind of was talking around it but it's a timing song like the way they the way they're filling in each other's lines and doing the ad lib and shit like that like it's very precise and so the point at which, I mean, at a concert, they be trying to catch the beat and they be having the pieces in their ear and they be trying to figure the shit out. And I could tell that they time it wasn't where it needed to be. And I, it was only show number five, too. So that might have like played a role in it. So I couldn't quite tell. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely, I, I was a little bit disappointed in the live performance of it. We'll say. So. Small weakness, but I still think it's... I, on, I mean, the point is, get this record on vinyl and play that record and you I feel like you'll understand
2: where I'm coming <laughs> I gotta get me uh, what you call it too so I can play some vinyls. to be real I keep saying I'm gonna get one um I gotta be uh, better real life cause a few I, I want the black album on uh, on vinyl for sure
3: and I key wanna get scissors control um on, on vinyl
2: so I need to for sure uh yeah. get me something
3: I need I need to
0: get this on vinyl specifically uh, all right, let's start. Wrapping up, um, uh, popularity of the album. So funny enough, I, I kinda cause I was thinking about this as I was doing my notes or thinking about how he was gonna do this. I remember so coming back to Howard the week after the album dropped. Um and Howard kids can be uh contrary about certain things, to say the least. And I just remember the the friends of mine that I was talking to about the album. I, so I remember specifically move in day. Cause they had all of us in like this one sort of roundup room till, but they organized who was going into what room. Um, And I was Mm -hmm. talking to my friends about it and they was all just kind of like, yeah, the album sucks. Like I don't, I don't get the hype and I'm just sitting there looking at everybody. Like I understand I'm biased. Like I get it, but y'all not about to tell me this album sucks. Jay-Z and Kanye West. Like what are y'all talking about? And I'm also like, did y'all hear niggas in Paris? Are we hearing the same album? Like what, like what did I, what am I missing? (laughs)
3: <laughs> we we can't be we can't be listening to the same things. it's literally mm-hmm. impossible Um, so it's funny that you bring that up I uh, like I said I just transferred down to North Carolina so it happened to be funny that in my dorm uh, like in my dorm building there was a guy from New York um, obviously he enjoyed having I mean, loved it of course New York is always think they know everything about rap so he really loved it and he was talking heavy about it so it was cool not many people from North Carolina really I feel like knew Like, we're really, like, very high on it. It could also be, I can admit, that my first year down there, like, I was really not, like, I was hanging out, but I was also hanging out with kind of, like, the same people, so I didn't branch out as much. Um, And I was just kind of kicking people in my dorm, which was probably, like, a couple of of cats, maybe I didn't talk to enough people. But what I remember distinctively uh, standing out to me is so that year, you can correct me if I'm wrong the Washington concert in Detroit was during, like, Thanksgiving, like, during that weekish or so. So I don't know if it was actually, like, Thanksgiving Day, but it was, like, either the Wednesday before or, like, the Friday after Thanksgiving, like, literally within that week, that year. So when I came back for Christmas, everybody that we know, like, you know, was talking about how great the concert was, uh, talking about, like, they were still talking about it because, you know, Christmas break and Thanksgiving break are, like, two weeks apart in, in college and stuff like that. So... They're talking about it, they're hype. They told me how much, it, how fun it was all the time they came back and stuff like that. So it's funny that, like, in my college room or my college, you know, friends at the time that I had, there wasn't much hype. When I came back, it was like the greatest thing on earth. It was like, <laughs> like you, like, everybody was talking about how like popular it was, and it's like how much they loved it. And I was like, okay, this kind of feels like more of what I was expecting because I, I was like, I know I can be the only one that really loved it. Of course, I knew that you had enjoyed it by that time because yeah. we had talked a few times, but yeah, it was just kind of different. Yeah,
0: um... Okay, what's Ace the best? What's Ace the worst? I I think just sort of the diversity of the beats has aged really well. I think that um the the subject matter. I, so I guess we can kind of like talk about because this this is age the best and the worst. The subject matter. I feel like a lot of a lot of the accusations about it being a little bit too self congratulatory are valid. I I, I will not run from the fact that they are very proud of themselves for their success. Um. at the same time, like, a, like the point you were making about murder and excellence, which I hope I haven't said already, but the fact that Kanye West is citing actual statistics provides a level of insight into how serious they are about this cause. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like they're literally just talking about we're so great. And if you just try, if you just try as hard as we do, you can be great like us too. No, they understand that like where they came from, there are systemic issues that are actually keeping people down. And so, um, they don't actually offer too many solutions I will say that's a prob- possible weakness but they definitely do show a commitment to like pulling people up with them you know what I'm saying
2: I agree I think
0: um, without even
3: necessarily like, repeating things I think that Murder Excellence shows really the best on both mm-hmm. sides honestly about uh, what's age the best and I guess kind of the worst um, it's Kanye's mindset, you know, changing, um, which I guess in this sense to, to me at least shows aging the worst because obviously I think that he's regressed in some of his things, you know, and troubling, whatever reasons you want to give him for that or, or things that you really believe why, but the aging the best is because we're still facing a lot of those problems, not just murdering our, you know, not just killing some of ourselves in the city, but, um, you know, just being scared at type of education, different things like that, um, uh you made you you alluded to the line earlier with Kanye talking about like make my son be Republican and stuff, like learning people. So obviously that's something that I guess in theory had aged well because it really happened. Um so I think just in general the murder accent song is probably one of the things that aged best and worst. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I if I had to be hundred percent honest with you, I don't know if I would say that the album as a whole aged great. Mm. And here's why I say that. I I don't think it aged bad. But I don't think that Watch the Throne is an album that you would put on, like if you weren't doing this series, of course, but that you would put on to listen to all the way straight through. And here's my example that I use for people like that, because there's always a different kinds of listening. When I get on the plane sometimes, you know, some people have playlists and things like that. But if you get on the plane sometimes, you can pull an album, and most of the time you're going to fall asleep anyway, but you can pull an album to me, this is not an album that I would think the on if I was on a plane or rather I was in a car. Like, yes, they have songs. Yes, I might skip around. You might skip around any album that you have now if you listen to it, because not every album has straight through. But I don't think this is the album I would ever put on. Like, I would probably say, okay, there are three songs from this album that I would listen to again outside of this, and that's, you know, the ones that we've talked about, maybe four, you know, whatever. But that's it. I'm not doing... So I don't think the album is necessarily aged well,
2: to be honest with you. whole.
0: I'm I'm biased. Don't I'm not I'm not the one to ask about this specifically. Uh yeah, I, I listen to it straight through. I'm not gonna pretend like I don't. But it 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 is a um it's not a it's a very intentional decision I make. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it comes on shuffle when I'm like, oh, I haven't listened to Watch the Throne straight through in a while. Let me turn it on. It's like it'll be a it'll be an anniversary or it'll be like an occasion where I'm like, I haven't listened to Watch the Throne in a while, and I will I'll do it because of that. But it's not like I'll be just listening to music and then like watch the Throne, something from my the Throne come on and I'll like go back and listen to the album it'll be a very much like I'm listening to Watch the Throne today so that's where I come come from with it but um what's also aged the worst their relationship uh Kanye and Jay-Z's relationship aged
3: oh, terribly that's uh yes very good to point out yeah well for, for relationship purposes no it can get made in 2020 and I guess that's the realistic part uh I think I mean like if they could somehow be locked in a room and like be cool, no, nah, I guess it can't. I guess like everything considering no, like the content yes, but like nigga no, not from Kanye and honestly not even really from Jay after like the four 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 thing. Like thirty shit is just like him from Sean Carter stuff. No. Nah.
0: All right, we talked about that. We talked about the still listen to the album regularly question. Uh, second to last question: Artists love claiming growth on future projects. Is this um? So I don't think either of us would say this is either their best project, but I did enjoy the fact that we got a Jay Z Kanye West joint album, bro. Like that's that's actually a sort of flagpole like signature moment of an era. You know what I'm saying? That we will never ever get again. A and B. I don't even know who else could do it, and it would make like Drake and Future, but they that's not Kanye and Jay Z. You know I don't even know.
3: Correct. It's one of those, and not saying that this is the same, but it's really like. The same way that people have been asking for J Cole and Kendrick K Doc, uh, that I mean, like that's pretty years, much it. But not even
0: them. that. It would because it's almost like I don't even. I honestly don't know who it would be. I really
3: don't. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. But that's that's the closest one thing I do think I like, and I think we. I think what I would kind of liken it to is, like, we always talk about, like, what if people would have played together in their prime, like, when we think about, like, sports and stuff like that. Like, that's one of the ones, like, I'm glad that we still got two people who were relatively in their prime. Like, probably, probably, yeah, a little bit more closer to his prime. But, like, Jay wasn't so far out of the prime realm that we still got, like, an amazing album. And so... It's tough to say like if there will be growth from them or anything like that. Just because like Jay's really at the end of his career in terms of rapping. Like, yeah, is he gonna still do some features? Well, he probably randomly drop one more album that we really don't actually want, but we're gonna still take from him. Yes, absolutely. Is Kanye gonna do the same and probably do like two more or so? Yes, but I don't know if there's really much growth to do from them anymore in terms of like music, unless it's just like the content, like how we can say. Because in theory, we can say that yeah. Jay grew from his line, from this album because of just the content that he spoke about, even if you just consider 444. 4, 4. And honestly, to an extent, which this is the forgotten one of the forgotten albums because it's not that good, is even in Magna Carta, like some of the stuff that he was speaking about there with uh, Timberlake is just a little bit different. I mean, like,
0: she, honestly, not, Magna Carta um, is like specifically Jay Z's like, Watch the Throne part two. Like when, when, you, when you juxtapose the two, like it's pretty much the same album, just a Jay Z solo album. <laughs> So,
3: yeah, no, I don't, and I don't think that that's wrong. So, growth is not what I would use for them, um, but definitely content-wise, Jay Z has grown in that respect. Um, I also, I know you alluded to like, like if this could happen again, I don't know what I would, if I would want one again. This is also one of those ones that even if they had not gone their separate ways, there are some things I think I'm okay no with one, one time just yeah. being one. Especially, even if you think back, was it you think they were probably still decently cool maybe like four years ago? Was that like 2016? Maybe 2015? Like 2015, 2016. We talked cool. about the fact yeah. they were both
0: at that game. I'm sure they like interacted at a point. It wasn't like they weren't interacting.
3: Yes. I don't even think that in 2015, 2016, I would have wanted them to redo it five years later because that, that's literally something I'm cool with once happening. Like like you said, my favorite and who I consider probably the best with somebody else who could have argued been the best. Like it just came at perfect timing because in twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, um, if I remember right, uh, what was Kanye uh, albums? I think about that, I think
1: Pablo. Yeah, that, that was, you know, that was, was year Jesus year, Pablo, Pablo too.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah, like I didn't like Jesus. I think he's kind of stuff. I know I know a lot of people still like Pablo. Pablo was just okay to me. That was twenty sixteen. Um, so that would have kind of been a stretch to me. I don't know if I would have wanted to hear that. Um... But coming after Yeezus, I would be really skeptical. And I mean, I, I also don't even know, to be honest, too, though, after Magna Carta Holy Grail, how much I was going to put into Jay believing that I wanted him to come with something after, you know what I mean? Like, 13 was his last album, if I remember right. Because I think that's Magna Carta. Yeah, Magna I mean, Carta I was, was, 13, was or, 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 13 or 14. So 13 there, and I think that was his last one before, like, four, four, four. correct me if I'm wrong. And then mm-hmm. Yeezus is, is Kanye's last one before that. That doesn't breed to me something that I, I need to hear. I don't get success. Like, they can slap Watch Throne 2 as the name, and I was thinking mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm not sure. Guys. I was underwhelmed the last couple. Uh, well, I
0: mean, the running joke has been that there is a Watch the Throne 2, and it's called Everything is Love, which is what Jay-Z and Beyonce released a couple summers ago. So, <laughs> And I mean, it, it is it is kind of I'm Watch cool Throne 2-ish. It, like, it's very... The, th- the themes are very similar, and it's between two best friends, which is what Jay-Z and Kanye once were. Like, Beyonce just kind of ably Slade and took the Kanye West role for Jay. So, um,
3: I genuinely love that concert too. I, did you love you the concert? Everything right? No, On the, the run, oh, two. run Two. No, On the Run Two. Oh yeah, okay. Um, But I did love it because it was similar in terms of concert style to Watch Your Throne, like how they were made and yeah, kind of being thinking of course you know, one of the one performer. So I did. No, I'm going to that. On
0: the Run Three. Don't get it fucked up. I keep I keep putting it off. That's the thing. <laughs> I keep playing it <laughs> off <laughs> like it's not a big deal. It's a big deal. Like. The, the the greatest rapper of all time and the greatest entertainer of all time are married and touring together. I should probably go see that.
3: Bro, no for real. Like they they need to
2: have another one for sure. I'm gonna
0: be in on the run three. Don't don't get it confused. Um All oh, right, yeah. but so final thoughts, anything you wanna add about Watch the Throne?
3: Um we had a lot. So i don't think I got a lot of final thoughts. Um I do think that I appreciate, though. The, the one thing that I will say, no matter what, about this album that I appreciate is one thing that I have kind of taken into my own life, per se, over, like, the last five-ish years is, like, the idea of not mm. being humble about things, like, stuff that you're, like, good at, and I don't want to make this sound deep, but, like, it just kind of, like, people say, like, you should be humble because everyone be taken away from and stuff like that, and I'm like, that should actually give you more reason to want to not be humble because you could only, in I'm going to simplify. If you going to be the best basketball player in the world, let's say it's like a year, and then you get hurt, and now you're out. Like like Derrick Rose, like Jay Williams from Duke, like Isaiah like, Thomas, uh, and yeah. Hernandez coming from the top. Like Isaiah, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many things like no, because you're right, and people are going to crack. People are going to crack jokes or like say quote unquote negative things about you, which could be true, but are just negatives in thinking about you when you fall, so why not like really, like you only gonna be, on, you don't get to be on top of the world, there's 7 billion people in the world, man like there's very few times in in a person's life, and I don't want to say this like again, but like that you're gonna feel literally like you're on top of the world, like, like this is your best day or your best moment ever, like whether it be your wedding day, whether it be, you got to promote, like whatever it is, like you, I don't care if you have an office of 6 people and you are the best seller or the best office assistant or whatever it is in that office of six people bro you gotta like be the most unhumblest like I-, I know that's not a word but like, you gotta be the most confident like, in the world and so to bring this to the album without boring you today for to getting you away is I appreciate that that's what a lot of this album kind of will just literally takes of them to saying like no, I'm the shit now. Even, even with excellence, which is my favorite song on there, there are parts when, like, Jay literally says, yes, one legend died, but nigga, you got mm. the, another legend literally a couple of hours later. Like, you didn't even have to mm. wait a day. Mm. You got me a couple hours okay, later. Okay, Reverend Terry.
2: Okay.
3: You feel me? So, so, that's just really that. my final thought on this album. I love this album for that. A,
0: that's a very solid closing closing thought. I appreciate that. I did not even thought about that part. Um, Yeah, bro. Okay. Um, I have no, I have no closing thoughts. I love watch the Throne. I love Jay-Z. I love Kanye West. Well, I I loved Kanye West. I, I harbor, that's the thing, man, is anybody who I legitimately once held in my heart, I always just hold out this sort of, this sort of like peace of me that they'll come home, man. Like I can't, I can't, I can't, I don't know. I'm praying for Kanye. Cause I, I'm, I'm sure that like a lot of, a lot of, Whatever he's done this decade, a lot of his deviations and stuff have, has, is the direct result of of trauma he's still trying to get past. So, um, just happy that, like, Watch the Throne came at a very happy time in his life and, um, that he and Jay Z gave us what I consider to be a modern day master. Yeah, man. Uh, that's all. Um, you, you got anything you want to plug? When, where, where where the fuck is the podcast, bro? What what y'all doing?
2: So, yeah, appreciate that. So, we got a couple,
3: um, some personal stuff happening in some people's lives. So, we, we did like one in January and ain't did one since. We're going to start them back up in March. Um, Could we move into another another spot to do them? Actually, a black hole. Hey. Uh, shout out bike. to Podcast Detroit. Though. They yeah. held us both down yeah. for a very long time. Yeah, bro, shout out to Podcast Detroit. I, I don't really have nothing like negative or nothing to say about them. Um, we are going to do the bike drive again this year. Um, for those of you who are unaware uh, we did a podcast a couple of years ago around Memorial Day, Mother's Day where we gave away close to 70 bikes um, so pray your hearts, minds pockets, extra bikes that you got for that we're going to do that again this year in the city um, for sure man you go ahead, enjoy the rest of your day, the rest of your pause and uh, all you good yes, to sir. see you, brother Appreciate man you, bro, bro. Yep. for sure man, much love
0: alright boom, again thank you one more time to the good brother Keenan's Harry. happy belated birthday bro, I meant to Highlight that at the top of the show I wanted to get this up for my brother on Either Thursday last week when his birthday was Or Friday a day after But uh, technical difficulties got in the way um, But yeah thank you again bro For all you do for me for what to Tim um, Y'all don't know Obviously but there have been at least four or five podcasts That we've recorded that I had to kind of can Because either the audio quality wasn't wasn't there We lost it or the subject matter Became impertinent after waiting 24 hours even to edit it So I guess thank you again bro for like never ever being reticent to to help or to um just be giving of your time like I really do appreciate the fact that you are um so willing to help so thanks again um and just know that any favors you need on your end either personally or for beat the buzzer uh, I got you so thank you thank you thank you um Everybody, please check out com. again. Check out the newly revamped website. Follow our What Photography Instagram at Photog It's photo with the G at the end of it. Um, yeah, hope, we were hoping to launch our photography services going into the spring if people needed graduation photography or headshots going into job application season. But uh, yeah, with these <laughs> with, with this COVID nineteen going around, we kind of had to put that on hold a little bit. But um, yeah, please tell a friend about our photography services, uh, check out our examples, our, our um, samples, <laughs> rather, on WSH Photog or at the website whatsootsome.com backslash photography. Um, like I said, cor- corporate, fashion, graduation, family, anything, we've pretty much done it all so far, so. Um, whatever you need, once we are able to leave the house again, we will be more than happy to help. Um, our press and media kit, if you would like to advertise with us, we are steady looking for Sponsors. Uh, we're looking to work, collaborate with other people on your end, um, podcast host features for the website, anything. So if you are interested in a collaboration and a working collaboration, we are interested in collaborating with you. So, again, head to whatsootshim.com backslash advertise. Um, it's in the, the footer content, too, also. So if you just want to go to whatsootshim.com and scroll all the way down to the footer, you will be able to find the Press and Media Kit. And inside, you will find everything you need. Regarding our business, and if you want to work with us, uh, we would be more than happy to communicate. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Um, oh, announcements! Announcements! Albums of the decade. Uh, we will be expanding at least until season two. We have another twelve episodes lined up. Um, starting to record those twelve now. Um, episode I think four for season two is in the can. Going to communicate with a couple other folks to get those interviews scheduled, and we already have I think six or seven. And the books to be recorded anyway. So, um, yeah, very excited, man. I felt like this was definitely something that gave the podcast much focus, much needed focus. And um, it's definitely gotten great feedback so far. So, much appreciation to y'all for listening, for the feedback. Um, if you're listening to this on the West Susan Radio, Feed. There's an ounce of the decade fee. Please go over there. Like, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Visibility is very important to the brand in 2020. And we are trying to um, get our numbers up because like like I, I mean, it's obvious, but the numbers mean more visibility. Um, you would hope it's not all robots and trolls. And so, um, yeah, like I said, it's been all positive feedback thus far. And So if we can expand that positive feedback. I would be very appreciative of it. So again we'll be back hopefully thursday with um albums of the decade part 12 if not another entire podcast um yeah trying to get some more stuff in the books not just albums of the decade obviously we are twiddling our thumbs <laughs> with time trying to come up with new content Um uh, miss ron morgan and i have been texting each other and we she and i lost the podcast too i intended to have her podcast up last tuesday and um was sort of transient and all all my audio is there, but not, none of hers, like 15 minutes. So, um, couldn't do anything with that, but we are going to hop on the phone hopefully today, if not tomorrow to, uh, brainstorm what's next for us. We have a few podcast ideas in the works, plus just general conversation we have on this feed. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, be on the lookout for those. Um, like I said, we'll be back either Thursday or next Tuesday at the latest. So appreciate the patience. Um, Yep, like I said, go follow, like, review, subscribe to Alpha to the Decade feed. If you're on the West Susan Radio feed, if you're on the Alpha the Decade feed, please like and review and subscribe to West Hootsam Radio feed. We'll be back end of the week. I will talk to you all then. All right, bye.
1: Who are now watching the throne? Don't let me get in my zone. Don't let me get in my zone. Don't let me get in my zone. These other niggas is lying. Acting like the summer ain't mine. I got that hot bitch in my home. Know how many hot bitches I own? Don't let me get in my zone. 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 The stars is in the building. To the ceiling, I know I'm about to kill it. How you know I got that feeling? You are now watching the throne. Don't let me into my zone. Don't let me into my zone. I'm definitely in my zone. Rockefeller Records, it's a glorious occasion.